following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's happening, everybody? How you guys doing? I'm uh, Justin here with my uh, two lovely, one I don't know, Lonnie and John here. <laughs> uh, Lonnie, it's AJ. Sorry, it's AJ. AJ. Uh, For as fuck's sakes, it's been geez. one month and you already forgot. Together. Jeremy is not here, obviously, uh, but obviously. Jeremy has kind of been, uh, what do you want to say, encouraging us to go and get new people on you know like interview new people invite other people on guest host but yeah yeah but we uh so decided we, did it. we decided not <laughs> to do something like that instead of inviting somebody on we ended up kidnapping somebody sure kind of in the the realm for the like or the theme for the halloween spirit and all that but um Lonnie, yeah, you're gonna this have guy you. Is scary as fuck. I mean, Lonnie, I'm, I'm very comfortable though. Go ahead and uh, <laughs> cut one of his hands free. Uh, hands. I, I would free if I was you. fucking Lonnie again. You. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> I'm For sorry. Fuck's sake. All right, we're gonna you take your blindfold off. Today, you're gonna take your blindfold off. Do not scream. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So can I start with his pants? Does it have to be his blindfold first? We can do whatever. <laughs> You want to introduce yourself? Pants were already off. Holy cow, yes. Pants are off everywhere. I put the blindfold back on. <laughs> here comes a new challenger. Uh, I'm Brian Corey. Uh, Welcome. Here I am. To he, the, he's got two first names. Fuck this guy. Take three first names. Brian <laughs> Robert Corey. Ooh. His social security number is. Is, <laughs> is he Jewish too? <laughs> yeah, maybe. What's, what street did you grow up on? <laughs> Favorite pet? I'll tell you my porno name later. <laughs> He doesn't need it to. It's Shiny Kong. What? Ew. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, today. Uh, so this... anyway, Brian's here. I'm here. <laughs> Woo! He's one of our uh, top listeners, a uh, friend yeah. of mine for 25 years. Who the fuck years. is going to listen to the podcast now? I know, fuck. <laughs> now I'm here, We yeah. keep putting our listeners on. <laughs> now he's not going to listen to it because he's yeah, been on Jesus. it. Jesus. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, I listen and I'm still on it, but that's because you add different things that we don't hear in the oh, studio. That's, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. I like when I... Well, I add certain things, and then I don't listen to it for like three weeks, and then I go back and see if I fucked anything up. I'm like, oh, that was you know, that was good. The added things, made modifications here and there. My favorite thing about the episode to listen to is when we clearly say, "Yeah, we should cut that out," and we and, and then he just leaves it in. And that's the special part. <laughs> I will say, as your number one fan, the sound effects have been amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> don't top notch. Don't humor. I also like how you edited out. I hop last time, and then you know, didn't I, I, do it in some <laughs> part. It was like, hey, this is beep. And then it was like, hey, I hop, how are you doing? You're like, what the fuck? You I, I kind of did for no reason. Up. It's like their answering machine actually is like, welcome to I hop and all this. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like when people edit out someone's face, they're smashing into a car window and they edit out their face, but not the reflection of their face. Right. Yeah. Dummies. Big uh, dumb idiots. A glooming piece this morning with it brings. The yeah, sun the for fuck? sorrow with no show his head. 
Speak of violence and have more talk of those sad things. Some shall be pardoned and some shall be punished. For never has a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. It's so beautiful. Yeah. He's that got sounds that like memorized that we too. Should, yeah. I totally am not looking I at I think he's totally on top of Reading it off. It, you do have a Shakespearean quote. I do, have, I do have Shakespeare quotes tattooed on my body. Yeah. Look at you. So I am excited. To get, <laughs> not from this movie. <laughs> get your opinion on this. And you too, John, because Leonardo DiCaprio is a major figure in this. This week, we are reviewing... Was it 1996? Yeah, that's very 1990s. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Yes, sir. Yeah, Some people might say Shakespeare is Jamie Kennedy. Yes, yeah. that's his name. I was like forgetting his name for like the whole movie. Yeah, some people might say Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, but I would like to say it's like Boslerman's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah so. he went a direction, we'll say. Yeah, it's a, it's a direction. Oh, lots mm-hmm. of movies. This was lots of movies. Oh, yeah, you got to give us an synopsis. Tell the fans what it's about. I think a lot of people already know what it is. I know. know, but what's well, a little different. Where is it? It's a modern interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. And they added a whole bunch of 90s. I think I'm, I would a imagine. A whole bunch of 90s. 90s threw 90s. up all over this yes. movie. Very so, 90s postmodern. Yeah. Internet Movie Database puts it as Shakespeare's famous play is updated to a hip modern suburb hip. of Verona, <laughs> still retaining its original dialogue, much of its original dialogue, I would say. It it took a lot of liberties here and there. I did very much like some of it. I'm a 90s guy. This movie was one of the ones that was constantly on the... V- VHS, the, the BCR. I don't know if you want to. It was a VCR. Yeah, whatever. Oh, and then you had to wait an hour to rewind it and then yeah. watch it again. Then you get like one of those little, what was it? Like a plain looking thing. I don't know. There was a few of those where it was like a quick rewind thing. Quick oh, rewind. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had one of those. But all right. Oh, uh, we I did not. I'll go to my right here. <laughs> I'll start it. AJ. I will gladly start this one out. So, this, like I said, He's this, this movie was so many movies. <laughs> like it started out like a weird, like, Strippy '90s comedy turned into a drama, turned into a gangster warfare, turned into like a Latin cooking show. There, <laughs> there's so much about this movie. Being a giant Shakespeare fan, though, I kind of loved it. But in the same sense, I didn't love it because I don't really like action movies. So it's a love story. It's a love story. Yeah, I'd give it a six and a half. Whew. that's pretty good. Let's go. I uh, yeah. What are you thinking about? I would not give it that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I, Shakespeare. If it if this was just Romeo and Juliet, ten fucking ten all day long. The fact that it's an action movie it gets a three. So collectively together, it gets a six and a half. See, I, I would say the only reason it gets some points is because it's uh, Shakespeare. Otherwise, right. I cannot stand the director's. You didn't like any of it? I I can't stand his fast motion stuff, his... Yeah, uh, so the quick cuts were a big problem for me. Just drove me up the wall. That was one of the things I did appreciate about it. I'll go ahead. Yeah, no, I I mean, I hear that's how he usually does his films. He's got that quick action stuff. That's like his shtick, I guess. I'm I'm familiar with some of his, like Moulin Rouge, uh, was it? Australia. Australia. I'm pretty sure he did the Ghostbusters, or not Ghostbusters, but Mario (laughs) Brothers movie. Mm. The new one? No. <laughs> the one with no, John I don't think he did, but... No, he didn't, but he should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, no, I, I was. Uh, it's real there's, there's a lot of things that bother me about this. I hated how they made everyone idiots. Like all the kids are idiots. That's, just yeah. morons. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> kids are idiots, know. right? I mean, Romeo is somewhat intelligent. Idiot. But, <laughs> yeah, I can confirm. Sometimes kids are idiots. But the, Mine's the whole extremely smart and still an idiot. Postmodern, apocalyptic world that he created just. It, I hated it. It was very 90s, but I hated it. So. <laughs> He could have just filmed in Detroit, and he wouldn't even needed to make right. it postmodern. <laughs> well, LA. Where would they have gotten the helicopters, though, if it was True. Detroit? Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> so, yeah, this this was not for me. I feel like you guys were, like, trying to mess with me on my first time being on the show <laughs> and giving me... I, there's well, be not very many movies that I have a hard time close. getting through, and then in the first five minutes, I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> so for that reason i gave it a three okay oh john's got out the the tablets. no it's, it's fine his ten um, commandments of hate you know i hope you're not lactose intolerant when you watch this because this is cheesy as fuck like it is very 90s the first the whole opening scene is just so i i was telling brian yesterday i got five minutes into this and i had to stop and pause not to jerk off this time. Okay. But that was 12. Don't yeah. lie. So I pause and I go, I got to reset my mindset right now because this is not going to go the direction. I, I saw this movie, but 26 years ago when it first came right, out. Right, right, right. And I'm pretty sure I was just making out with my girlfriend the whole time anyway. That was when I was dating Autumn. When did you were, weren't you 11? 12. Yeah. For fuck's sake. John you, got started early. You John guys, did. <laughs> I don't think, I think we need to have an intervention because I don't think you guys had girlfriends. I think you had like rapists. No, no, she was the same age. I get asked all the time, "Do you date that chick with the big boobs all the time?" Did she have big boobs Whatever. at twelve already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why everybody knew it was like, "Hey, that girl has big boobs." Now she's like, "Oh, this is like average boobs." Average she wasn't lactose. Well, no, well, they were all. This lactating. is a conversation. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the the set pieces. It obviously, like we said, it has two of my favorite actors in it: Leonardo DiCaprio. It's got Paul Rudd in it. Although I wish there was more Paul Rudd. Really like John Leguizamo in this. He was corny, cheesy, all the things. It was over the top. Right. And I liked every part of that, but it is it is hard to follow when it is the entire dialogue is Shakespeare. Yes, that and it seemed like most of them didn't give a shit about the lot. No, like and they didn't like they didn't like act they the lines. They were it the sounded lines. like they were yeah they were just reciting the. I felt like I was watching the live action Lion King, where they, they just read dialogue shit. instead of act dialogue. There's a lot of shit give to given to Claire Danes because hers was very nonchalant. But this is a very 90s first time Claire Danes. She, Hot as fuck. Yeah. Very first time <laughs> yeah. that she was performing Shakespeare, and I thought it gave for me. I like the translation, but uh, more on that. Go ahead, finishers. See, I, 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 yeah, like the when uh, Tibble and uh, Mercutio, Mercutio die, and the they're arguing with the cop or whatever, and it's like it's just so bad right there, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. I feel we'll get into that later, but although I do, so w despite all that, I think there is a good movie in there. And I'll give it a four and a half. Jeez, guys. <laughs> Are you going to give it a five so it goes three, four, five, six? No, I'm, I'm actually going to go. He's going to okay. give it a nine Look, point this nine was seven. a movie that I really liked. Personally, I can't because it spoke to me at the time that I watched this. I was when you this, were five. I was this sort of <laughs> Romeo, you know, I was pro, what, about 13. I was a former Romeo. I did Romeo in English class. No, so. I was 11. Yeah, I was 11. Same. 
I played. <laughs> actually, I played. Were you Tibble? Juliet when I <laughs> oh. when I did. I did the. Um, uh, Why are you gay? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the you complete, the natural obligation. <laughs> I did the complete works of William Shakespeare Bridge. So we had to do every single thing of Shakespeare in a very fast motion. You know, uh, dress changes like you know that. I, yeah. I, I was thinking about pulling it out. I have it on. DVD, Excuse me? Oh, hey, whipping it out. We need, oh to, br- we need to bring... Are you ready for the guck? But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is one of those movies that is... It's an MTV movie. It's made for those MTV oh, yeah, generation. Yeah, it yeah. does have the fast cuts. Again, I grew up on the Hong Kong flicks where it's like, boo, boo. The fast cuts I was like, this is just... It had that cheesy, it. like, Marconi <laughs> like, soundtrack. That kind of, the soundtrack I thought was beautiful. I had the soundtrack. I probably played it out. I probably even played out my, my best friend's version as, as well. And, uh, sorry, his copy, I should say. Dude, I, I fucking love this movie. This movie is... Definitely for me. Although there are, I have qualms with this sort of mentality back then, I guess. All right, now I do from back then. Where else was I going to go with that? Hard to say. I know. <laughs> I know. So we wonder every time to, your mouth opens. Being introduced to Shakespeare and, and, you know, like middle school or elementary, even middle school, you know, learning a little bit about him, himself, Shakespeare. I mean, he plagiarized a shitload of stuff. Oh, he was a thief totally. But that's that was kind of open for all way back then that's how mm-hmm. they told stories it's like this is william shakespeare's romeo and juliet this came from like what was the other tristina or tristan and something um other direct stories that are just pretty much this right so i loved baz's just give it a fucking rating this. already i am <laughs> but this hey, was then we can talk about it. this translated well for me to actually enjoy it taking up like hamlet you can't just go full into it you gotta at least coast into it i have to give it a 10 Holy moly. <laughs> I love the colors. I love everything about it. Like the, the emotion. I knew he was gonna you know? The colors fucked with me. You, know, like, I you get, didn't I even was... see the colors. <laughs> it was so like <laughs> Latin American. And then a whole bunch of like, w- like as, as white white people can be. Anyways, so that gives us a BPT rating of six. Which is right around where everyone yeah it's it's like it's a seventy three on Ron Ron which I was shocked I was like I know I looked at that too I was like man my like I said I feel like there's a good movie in it but the whole Shakespearean dialogue the whole time I felt like it could have been sporadic you could do the the cliff notes of his you know and still have a good movie. Well, I really enjoyed the final 45 minutes, you know, it's, except for the dialogue. Well, and the main thing with Shakespeare, and it's it's probably why you're not a Shakespeare fan, it's not about the action. It's I not think about, Shakespeare has great stories. It's not about oh, it's what's just, going he, on. Character development is awesome. Yes. Visually, it's not what's going on in front of you. It's about what you're feeling. It's about what's being yelled at you and what you're What's and being some was being yelled at. Well, and I not think that's that. what was missing, though. Is right. That you're not. You're you not didn't feel it because yeah, exactly. the actors didn't seem like they were in it. Ro- I mean, Romeo and Juliet seemed like they were into it, but the rest of them just seemed like, ah, oh, we're here. I don't and, know. And this is and that's this hard is with before anything. Leo got good. I think. Well, too, and, and that's what's hard with any Shakespeare work that's not in front of your eyes. It's not going to portray that same emotion that you see it on stage. Like you can yeah. see two kids doing Romeo and Juliet on a soapbox and it's going to feel more powerful than this because this is just kids on a movie. But those two kids yelling it at you, not knowing half the words is going to feel right. more Especially powerful. Especially the than, like, I, I do like how like they zoomed in on the guns and it had like the houses it's on it. Sword mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you see that? I thought that translated that well for me. The way that they changed things up to modernize it, to make it yeah. seem like, oh, this is everyday life. Verona Beach, you know, or 
Verona City, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, how they made it supposed to look like it's in California, but all this was filmed in Mexico. At least that part was. And yeah, it was some, I, again, it's I thought, very 90s. Like the Bloods, Crips thing, you know, right. like all that mm-hmm. stuff was very in there. It's Sixpence None, the Richer on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. You know? I think <laughs> if you're a guy and you didn't love that song, I mean, like, Dude, it's awesome. Everybody, I like it. yeah. I like that song. I'll like, I like you just that song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I ain't listening to that. I'm listening to that shit. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think I got a cover on my cover list, too. You know, you mentioned the guns, though, and Tabal at the beginning, and he's doing all those tricks with the gun, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's going to kick some ass, and then he sucks at shooting. That's true. He's super awesome at it. He needs to put, like, uh, like, (laughs) a sight on it or whatever. He's super (laughs) awesome at all his tricks, but he spent all his time doing his tricks, his hand tricks, and no time in the shooting range. He had to, I guess, exercise his flamenco just for that style, because Tybalt himself is a very trained guy. I mean, like he was sent out and brought back. I mean, like right. he knows styles mm-hmm. from he's different. He's in the King's Guard. Yeah, yeah. He's very athletic. But yeah, Father so, Lawrence, probably one of the best characters in the yeah, movie. I would agree. <laughs> yeah, so, starts off doing shots. <laughs> starting off, I mean, man. you see the huge <laughs> yeah, right. juxtaposition between like the many of the politics, such as the elders and the youth. You got the light and the darkness, also the passion and the cynicism. You got like the the opening monologue. Two households. Both alike in dignity in fair Verona, where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life. Which I know Jeremy might have qualms and stuff like this. He's kind of, and I don't know, maybe you, John, as well. Like when people try to figure things out way ahead of time, this is one of those things that gives yeah. you the ending from the very first sentence. Yeah. Well, it, it, well, I mean, you know the story. This movie, yeah, 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 this movie's been made not to insult your intelligence. There, you're going in like if you're seeing a movie called Romeo and Juliet, going, hmm, I wonder what this is about. Fuck you, <laughs> yeah. right? Honestly, so the two households, both alike in fairness and dignity, and fair Verona, where we lay our scene, Meanwhile, wasn't very fair. That's all I think about. Yeah, it wasn't very fair in those streets, but. We all often see huge clashes from people or groups who are also like their minds are poison. You know, it's kind of like the key word that it's poisoned minds. So and poison is one of the key symbols in this. It's like it's not just a physical thing. It's a mental thing. It's like these people are growing up with like this hatred for each other. And it's like that is what's ruining everything at the very end. All are all are punished. You know, like you guys did this to your own children. It's like they're in the crosshairs of all this. So. You see the juxtaposition between Tybalt and Mercutio. You got Tybalt, Juliet's Cugino, uh, cousin. So uh, he has grown in the family with uh, his passed down hate, whereas Mercutio, Romeo's amico, which means friend, uh, he tried to <laughs> provide perspective of how hate is like a drug to the hearts and minds of man. Uh, unfortunately, fate put him between the crosshairs and Mercutio cursed them all for not having ears to listen. So this is also very reflective to the plot ending, a message that was unable to be reached before it was too late. Kind of like, you know, like we're trying to get Romeo the word or trying to stop Balthazar from, he's kind of probably the, one of the real enemies, right? Balthazar. Mm-hmm. Not a fan, not a swim fan. Cause he was a swim. Fa- Never yeah. mind. Have you seen that movie? Swim, swim fan? No, no. Never mind. 
This joke is not going to yeah, work for went, you guys. Went under the water <laughs> okay. for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Don't, assume, don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that our audience, that one's going to go over their head. But leave it in, like you do all the other shit that should be edited out. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that Get I'll mark him. that. So yeah. So we sometimes need large tragedies to happen in order for unity. That's kind of how like you know 9/11 happens, and it's like that's when we band yeah. together. Mm-hmm. It's like when shit happens, that's when we want to kind of drop our bullshit and actually see what's actually real. So we never know the backstory of the Montagues and the Capulets, only that they were feuding for so long. So, but fate. Right. I didn't like that part. I didn't feel like we know that they feud because that's the story of Romeo. Mm-hmm. That we know that. Yeah. But I didn't feel like why, you know, it, I don't know. It just felt. Because their buildings were too close together. Yeah, that was uh, way right. too close. Yeah. Together. And not like, only that, but hey, I'm looking right at, they probably <laughs> like it? flip each other off and just like looking out the window. You're bringing like, my property value down, bitch. <laughs> not only that, but like, you can kind of see, what was it? So why he's this look- he'll cut out though. The, yes. Why the he's why he's looking he's this looking up. Um out. now was this Leo's I think it's Star Rocket moment, or do you think yeah. Titanic was this? Oh Titanic, well, he Titanic, went to the fuck, yeah. which was on well, the day, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I know Titanic is what put him on the register, but do you think this is what got him discovered to get Titanic or he was well known uh, before this. I mean he was on yeah. Teen Magazines before this, but I mean like he was to, What's eating Gilbert Grape? Put him on a teen heartthrob. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it takes to get you a teen heartthrob movie is to go full R. I think what was the Disney full. show he was on? The uh, He was on a Growing Pains. Growing one Pains. One of that, and that's where I learned of him as a kid. Yeah, That's when your crush started. That's when my <laughs> crush started. Number one crush. I would die for you. <laughs> yep. It's a song on yep. the... Never mind. Yep, it's a song on the soundtrack. We get it. So... <laughs> The companies are the houses before the fire with the Capulet and the Montague. You see like their buildings and then you the religious figure further in the back. So it's kind of like a, another juxtaposition. It's like you're seeing a foreshadowing of what's to come. Also, the further away, the reflection of the diminishing core values between the family as people, meaning the religion and all that. It's like they put all of that aside just because of pride or, or ignorance and all that. But they're more set on like territory and greed. And you can also see like a building in front of the Capulet Tower suggesting that the Montague are buying out territory, invading, overstepping, all that. There's so much symbolism in the background, symbology, symbolism, 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 symbolism. Yes. Is it? Yeah. So the symbols of each two, I think, are important. So cat over the Capulet Meow. and then the honeycomb over the Montague there's that sting you, you feel for honey buzz buzz, buzz. <laughs> yeah when a cat scratches you you got like the little oils inside your skin you're like ow yeah and then you get a it's like, and it's not even bleeding but like it still hurts but it, it, it's it's actually one of those that a cat scratch is one of the most deadly injuries you can have if unchecked yeah untreated. because if they claw through their shit and then scratch claw. you with it um, you're gonna yeah. get se- sedentary yeah Cat scratch dysentery. Thank you. Dysentery. <laughs> are, are you just like? Why do you correct me? Because <laughs> I just you <laughs> waiting for you to make a mistake. I never make mistakes. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll edit them I'm, out. <laughs> I, I make helpful hints. Also, but to yeah. answer your question a little bit, to sidetrack, he did that movie This Boy's Life with De Niro. Oh, okay. and I know that's how he got like to work with Scorsese because mm. you know Bob's like. Dude, you gotta check out this dude, and that's how he got like you know gangs in New York and Bob, all that. That's oh, I I literally wow. just watched the Bob. Scorsese thing yesterday, and he calls him Bob, <laughs> Martin and Bob, you know Marty and Bob. All right, Bobby, nice. hey Bobby. But Does yeah, no. So I mean, he did little projects, and people could see that he had something coming up. So I'm guessing 
somebody said to James Cameron, like, hey, just take a look at this guy. But this probably helps. I mean, it was pretty popular at the time. Yeah. Apparently, 77%. Yeah. People I liked it. I'm on the outside. <laughs> so I'm torn. I was torn. I went up and down the whole movie, like literally. I was not. I was Stand. pretty much down the whole time. Like, but I made a list. I made a list of ten things, and I hated four and a half, or I hated five and a half of them. So that's why I gave it a four and a half. So, so going back to the bee and the cat. So cats, oh, yeah, sorry. you know, like they're kind of be they can be bad luck and honeycomb, which is kind of a hexagram or a hex. It's yeah. like a curse. Actually, so, the black cat being bad luck, that's a myth. That's a myth. Yeah, it's yes. actually good luck. It's I like good it. luck. Never good luck to me. Well, it's because you're an asshole. That's true. After they reveal... <laughs> There's a lot of evidence to support that. There's a lot of evidence. <laughs> now it's being documented. So. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, uh, after they reveal the story ending, we Don't derail Justin. ...to Romeo's... <laughs> You see his crew. He hates it the most. His cousin. <laughs> he keeps going. I'm he trying to help this, this, you know. He's got to look at this guy and find his words. <laughs> I, I just see all my predators, my yauches up there. That's what he's always looking at. <laughs> They're whispering to him. It's upskirts. You can see all their, all their oh, loincloths and shit. Go on. But, yeah. Uh, I don't have any of the female ones. I don't think they make a female. Oh, no, no, they do. They got see? the Michiko. You to see what you did? You distracted. I know. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so after they reveal the story it's ending. Like Romeo and Juliet. We are introduced to Romeo's so crew with his cousin Benvolio. He is played by Dash Mihawk. Jamie Kennedy played by. Jack Mihawk. Yeah. Jamie Kennedy played Samson. Dude, uh, I didn't. I forgot he was in this movie, and it was like, bam! Here's Jamie how Kennedy, can you motherfucker. Jamie Kennedy. Until you it's guys like just said that was said. Jamie Kennedy, I didn't realize. Really? Honestly, oh, it looks just not, like right, Jamie Kennedy. I didn't even. So I used to love the I'm a big screen the fan, guy. So. Jamie Kennedy experiment. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. One of the very first Why? prank shows because it was awesome. There's like right. the one wedding one where he's like uh, playing a chick trying to marry off like this other guy, and like the parents are like, "No, I'm not allowing this." Just, are you mad because I still have my bits and pieces? And it was All I remember never of him. Jeremy probably little... hates him because he was in Scream and he was popular. <laughs> Did he kiss Her. a woman? Was it the burbs too? <laughs> oh. oh. Man, the I got Zinga. a... He fits perfect. Oh. He fits right in. There it is. Or, or that one too. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, his black eye, He, I thought, well, it's real. What about a black eye? He got a black eye. Oh, black eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was supposed fault. to be makeup, and I think they were going to try to halt the stuff, but it was like he's one of the... the uh, Soldiers. The, oh, the yeah, boys. he does. Yeah, I did notice that he had a straight up. Yeah, supposedly. Okay, okay, okay. He got it in Mexico when he was in a bar fight when he was where he was filming. So if does that give him street cred? Mexican bar fight? Maybe. Badass. More street cred than Leonardo DiCaprio. If they called it a bar fight or if someone just walked up and punched him in the eye. That too. Because... Of his hair? <laughs> or it's because he's fucking Jamie Kennedy. But All right, well, Benvolio, his cousin, Romeo's cousin, he's more of a voice of reason. He doesn't really care to fight. He's trying to keep the peace. You know, we come up into, like, the gas station, which there's, again, so many riddled things of Shakespeare, and not only just from Romeo and Juliet, yeah. but, like, uh, like some of the Easter eggs. Right off the bat, under the Verona Today news article showing Benvolio wielding his sword, there's a side caption that reads, King Henry the Sixth. Good Lord, what madness rules in brain-sick men when for so slight and frivolous a cause such factious emulations shall arise. It's one of the headlines. There was also a bunch of other random rusings from Henry. but the normal, Will. They changed the the place from France to Verona from the the Henry quote quote it was supposed to be. Yeah. 
Many of the papers and magazines are Romeo and Juliet headlines with Henry VI writings. Music frightful as the serpents are even Titus Andronicus feigned ecstasies. And even later in the possible reconciliation paper quoting Pericles and Richard II. So again, in the gas station where we start off, it's, what was it? Something with a boom mic in the whatever. shop. Yeah, we get a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, it's not that. all perfect, yeah. but oh, yeah. That's funny. Ben Volio, who's like, the quarrel is between our masters. Like, he's the one who has that voice of reason. It's like, he doesn't want to continue this hate, whereas Tybalt, you know, he's like, oh, Montague, I hate thy name, and, you know, all he's that. All in. He's all in. He's all in. The quarrel is between our masters. And us, they're men! <laughs> Turn thee, Ben Volio, and look upon thy death. I do, but keep the peace. Put up thy sword. Or manage it to part these men with me. Peace. Peace. I hate the word. As I hate hell, all Montagues. And thee. Bang, bang! Then the kid behind him was like, bang, bang. And he's like, bang, bang. I know, he was like, yes. I loved John Leguizamo the whole time. I was sad when he died. I knew he was going to die, but I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah. man. It's like it was it, the emotion. I don't know. I guess you didn't see that, but I felt hair. a lot of that emotional, like, well, upon their him, deaths and I, stuff like that. I mean, maybe from him. Gotcha. Not Mercutio? That was ridiculous. Because he's black? Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> like, he's. <laughs> he's like, don't, don't do this to me. Because <laughs> he's an F word. No. What's an F word? Oh. It rhymes with baguette. <laughs> he was not. He, he wasn't, wasn't though. He's just, it's just all male parts and all female parts were played by males in Shakespeare yeah. plays. Not only that, but like everybody, all the Montagues were dressed in. I know. I was he was not a fancy boy. Leonardo DiCaprio was dressed as a chick. I just realized you're cross-legged on that table. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's star cross-legged on the stool, but his legs are on the table. Yeah. Well, I will I say, that. I'm like those floating. Oh my like, goodness! Oh yeah, the, the, like the, the genie. I saw that at Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, like, okay, so they are over the top, but back during Shakespearean plays, that is what they did. Over enunciating, way and over yeah. the top. So I yeah. mean, maybe that's kind of what they were going for. Is like for I said, the original. Kind I had to of reset. Like, I was like, like okay, hold on, I got to reset here. This is gonna be cheesy as fuck. Let me go into this knowing that. You but know. you know, oh, it yeah. really wasn't though. Once they got no, that small section out of the way, like that super super cheese kind of deteriorated a little bit. That's one thing I did really no, like about not this until movie. Mercutio died. Is the pacing of everything? Like when the very beginning, we get all the fast quick cuts and all the introductions Too of all the major clips. players. Which I mean, I. Personally, I liked it. It might I have didn't. been, but it's so <laughs> fast paced, but it, it gradually tells off. It's like a heartbeat, like so exciting. And then everything dies at the end. So it's like, eh, you see they longer. Said, I love the last 45 minutes. Yeah. It's good. There's two a movie hour in movie. There. <laughs> a movie That's what in I there. kept telling myself. Two hour movie. Almost just looking at the, the time stamp there. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I might have paused it and made some pizza rolls during the middle. Hey, hmm. like, it's still, it's, it's better than Prey. Meat group. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Prey was good. I like Prey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, here's a, somebody that actually liked I Prey. Really because it was a good Prey. movie. Yeah. I need to re update my. What was. What did I like the it? violence. Prey? Yeah. I would have given Prey an uh, 8. All right. That ups our score. I think it was like. Okay. Six or ups like it that. to uh, <laughs> 2.4. <laughs> Hold on. I'll go look for you while you're talking. Going all the way back. So we start off with like a little TV thing. And I like how it kind of brings you in. Normally, Shakespeare and is on a stage. Too. So. 
you know, it's engaging from like a TV mm-hmm. screen and it kind of like zooms into it. Like you're going yeah. into the TV, you're going into the set. Felt very Ninja Turtles arcade. It did a little bit. I don't know I why. That's what I'm saying. Like, like slap you in the face. But 90s. then we get that second recitation from Friar Lawrence, who also recites the two households, both alike in dignity and all that. But and he was the only one who spoke in Ionic Pentaminator. Pentaminator? Terminator? Ionic Pentaminator? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. I got, I'm but again, yeah. It. Somehow. They ended up using old school swordplay into a modern time with gunplay mm-hmm. into a, you know, like the Hong Kong style, like Maricone, like gunslinger. Like, I, I don't know much about guns. I know my fair share about guns for being a redneck, but I'm pretty sure with all that gunplay, there would be some misfiring. There was. Like, that, that's also <laughs> one thing I didn't really get because Tybalt, the Prince of Cats, he has the cat eye on his, you know, the scope. He, they shoot, fuck, what's his name? Not Samson, the other one. The cousin. Pete. Not the cousin, it was just one of the friends. Oh, in the, in the arm, yeah. in the car, yeah. I forget his name. But he shoots him in the bicep. You see him, like, sh- hit back, <laughs> but they never address that. But then again, he's not I mean, You see him later so. in the scene with a, with a bicep wrap on. Yeah, yeah. That's the I only really other for his continuity. His opening line where he's looking back in the Cadillac and he's like, the, a, was it a dog is in the house of Capulet or whatever? <laughs> It's supposed to be the, the other way around, but they changed it for this because it works, I guess. So they're going into the other territory, the Capulets territory to fill up. And then they have like, did you like this gas station opening or did you like the other gas station opening in um, Zoolander? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Fun fact. I've never seen Zoolander. Next movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the fumbling before the fight scene. Craig got a five, by the way. Did it? Yeah. Overall? So yeah. now it's at a seven. Yeah. So <laughs> bumping, it up. bumping it up. Abra and Samson asking, yo, mofo, you got a problem? You want to go right here? You flipping me off, son? You think you better than me, son? The, the translation reads, do you bite your thumb at me, sir? Do you want to quarrel? I'm I'm, See, I'm as good as a man as you. Then? I bite my thumb, but I do not bite my thumb at you, sir. I bite my thumb. But she's a liar. Sir. Yeah. Completely biting his thumb at him, obviously. Yeah, but <laughs> clearly, no. fucking Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> he had to walk it back, though. Goddamn I mean, like lies. he tried to. Yeah, he's fronting. He's a know? little bitch boy. A little bit. A lot of bit. Ha! Go forth! I will back thee. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? I do bite my thumb, sir. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? Is love our side if I say I? No. So all he's got for him is his circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got your cootie shot. What that's all f- I remember of Jamie Kennedy. He said that on MTV <laughs> once. Butt. I don't know. That's all I remember about Breaking Jamie in Kennedy. Deep, the hard hitting journalist. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. There we go. That's all you need to know about Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. So Ben Volio comes out and tries to take command as the higher Kingsman, saying, yo, none of us want this. But the, the gesture is kind of caught by Tibble, played by John Leguizamo, who always welcomes a good fight. So, yeah. He goes that at hair, it. Though. He gets all his little sexy Latin, like rips open his shirt. You see the little tattoo on his chest, the Virgin Mary, whatever, and the heart and the barbed wire, all that. Why do you keep looking at the Jew wondering about Catholicism? Well, because you, you have tattoos. Most tats. Thank you. None of them are the Virgin Mary. I don't know if it's covered up over there. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it, it could be could all be. black right there. Darth Vader could be a virgin. <laughs> She's hiding in the dark. <laughs> She's hiding in the dark. Darth Vader could be a virgin. <laughs> it's just he a you put Valak in there somewhere. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
No, probably not. Oh. What else you gonna put there? Nothing. It's all black now. <laughs> well, Vader started up there. I'm gonna put a bunch of hot dogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ew. Put a whole bunch of hot dogs. He in loves this body. a lot of wieners on his arm. Oh, oh, so many wieners. So like different sizes. So many wieners. Polish. Like I, all I, don't want, all beef, I don't want anybody to feel left out. Small uh, wieners, big wieners. Like cocktail wieners? Flaccid, erect. Flaccid but anyways. <laughs> so, so these cur- curvy ones, ooh, straight ones. What I did like about this, too, is like they do kind of like... ones. <laughs> skinny I mean, ones. Let me go. Oh. Let me go. <laughs> get, out of, get out of me, okay? So they keep the religious symbols that's supposed to remind them of the unity, but they always seem to be so turned away from them. Like if you look in the limo with the Montague parents, you got the statue right behind them, but they're just like looking out the window. It's like I find it very interesting where something is in a place and time or something as it is to a character or where their attention is or where their back is facing. And I feel like that was shown so many times, like other religious symbols like the necklaces and stuff, or they don't really care too much about the Hawaiian shirts weren't really Hawaiian shirts. It was actually religious imagery. Instead of like the Hawaiian mask, right. they just made it look as such. That's where I, I got the, the like the Latin American flair for. Yeah, but they couldn't have been whiter. Like they couldn't have cast a whiter, but it's whiter a, staff. Besides white, Mercutio. not white, whiter. So is it white-ter. that they like left their religion behind and now it's just a show? Like like they're just it's for show at this point. I think it's like the conditioned hate or so. You talking about just like their. Well, you were kind of saying they have their back to the statue. Yeah. And then then they have the religious stuff in their clothing. So it's more like it's more like how a lot of people wear wear a cross, but they don't actually it doesn't mean anything to them. They're like, no, it's just it's It's a design. My grandma gave me this. Yeah. It's just like passed down stuff. So I wonder just because it's been there for ages, they keep it, but they don't adhere to it. You Mm -hmm. know, like hmm. I don't know if that's a Hollywood ideology as well, too. Like they want it involved, but they don't want to like push it on people. They don't want to neglect certain fan bases right. by inserting religious ideology in the film. They just – they want it there to be kind and true to the story, but they don't want it like plastered as an identity of the story. I think it kind of is because we are also – that's is also the juxtaposition. It's like we're also – we're seeing it, but we're seeing them going against it. Well, yeah. It's supposed to be family values and all this other stuff and that is supposed to be something and we have our prime character friar lawrence one of the prime characters Mm -hmm. or sub characters or whatever it's like he is supposed to be one of the people in the pulpit who kind of preaches a lot of the stuff he had some good information which i also have a theory later i'll get into it you got theories weird might have a theory i don't believe you we'll get into it later later john and and aj (laughs) look at me (laughs) why are you looking at me (laughs) Well, you took so, my blind off fold off, so who am I supposed to look at now? Tie his hand back. <laughs> a hand? A hand. <laughs> Just, yeah. So the Montagues bail out Benvolio after the whole gun fight or whatever. They ask about his whereabouts of Romeo. Benvolio admits to seeing him still strung out over his recent heartbreak at the Sycamore Grove, which is kind of a, you know, the Sycamore tree and underneath the Sycamore Grove. And pretty much pulled from the... The actual play. The very first line from the play, as you like it, goes, All the world is a stage from the character Jacques Jacques by Shakespeare, a central set in the stage overlooking Verona Beach with the back part destroyed, peering the ocean, as though life and art has no separation. The place where Mercutio gives his last breath and the cursing both households. And 
here where Romeo returns walking through the hole masterfully shot. I loved a lot of the stage work here, that whole setting there. And it kind of sucks because there was an actual hurricane that happened when they were filming this around the part where Mercutio dies. Like they were, you know, he was climbing up on stage and yeah, walking yeah. about. They did all like wide shots. Curse on both your houses. Yeah, I really love that one. So all the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. So another Shakespeare writing of from As You Like It putting on the set at Verona beach on that stage at Sycamore Grove. I thought that was a very beautifully shot. Did it suck? It sucked. I, <laughs> I mean, hey. do you boo? Hey, tie, tie his mouth. <laughs> tie his mouth. Speaking of ties, don't tie my mouth. Do you tie him? One to one. Tie his hand to his mouth. So Romeo's writing some poetry on the stage there, putting his heart on the page as his family comes to check on him and he notices and walks off in the opposite direction. He might seem spoiled, but he wants no part of their quarrel. A beautifully wrecked city that's full of druggies and vagrants, but you sort of love it because it's like yours. It's what's familiar to you. It's where you grew up. That's his home and all that. So it's like, it sucks here, but I love it, you know? Mm -hmm. I did like a lot of the, just the fine detail that they put in this movie. Like everything was i don't know i thought it was masterfully done but other people think otherwise so out of favor where Look, i am in love you just dig a little deeper than some of us yeah but folk. also like i said if the dialogue made it i would have gave this a seven if it wasn't for the dialogue <laughs> that puts us at a <laughs> <laughs> i'd have to and that's it. the thing know. too like <laughs> they tried it and the people who liked it liked it. The people who didn't it didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, no, I give it did what, what it needed to do. It's very hard for the common person to get into. Yeah. I know. I understand that. Well, it's kind of hard it. to get for fucking dummies. You fucking dummy. What? Squeeze me. Squeeze me. Fucking dummies. Like, yeah, it's fucking, fucking dummies. D oh. Dummies? I got dummies. What did you get? Let's put the fucking Jeremy, John yeah, and Jeremy, and fucking dummies, fucking. Dummies. I don't know. Your <laughs> kids are telling him to shut the fuck up. I hear it. They're screaming down the. They're like, "Shut up, Lonnie." <laughs> yeah, AJ. shut up, Lonnie. Yeah, Lonnie. Stupid. So fucking dork. Benvolio's in a limo with a <laughs> his aunt and uncle. <laughs> Benvolio offers to go check on Romeo to see what he's worrying about. So. He's kind of crushing over this chick now. He's like, out of her favor, where I am in love. This has been all of us at one point, I would imagine, where we've obsessed over somebody, if you want to call it Never. obsessed or whatever. And then they didn't return that in advance. And sometimes they're bitches and cheat on you. Well, this guy obviously fell in love with every girl he met. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. part of his the first emo kid. He's Alex. I mean, he's, he's Alex. Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, but like no one knows who Alex is, but I was exactly hey, thinking that our friend Alex, every girl that would like smile at him, he was like in love, ready he's to like kill myself. Planning their marriage and stuff. Like, so I think everybody loves me. It's like yeah. going to like the restaurant. It's like, this chick gave me food. I think Remember she fucking loves me. Shelby and Shelby was like, hold on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, let's take this slow. <laughs> Eli marries everybody. Shout out to Eli. <laughs> yeah, ball bastard. I think he's been with two girls and he married them both. <laughs> At the same time? No. Oh. Hot. No. So yeah, no. Hot. Romeo, he's got eyes for somebody who doesn't have eyes for you. It's like you don't make somebody a priority who makes you an option. It's like you yes. gotta... Wow, that, yeah. was, that was deep, bro. I know. He got that from my that Instagram. Was the only thing. <laughs> I saw my words up there. That was, that was deep. What was that again? Words? Don't make... Never make somebody, somebody a priority that makes, a priority you, an that makes you an option. Wow. All right. 
Are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> I think AJ's <laughs> just having a revelation. He's he's going to regroup on his whole life. God, man. There you go. Is your wife making you a match <laughs> right now? <laughs> Give him some nerds. <laughs> so Romeo's right. disappointed finding the news of Benvolio, but Benvolio states it wasn't his will. Like, so Benvolio got That's arrested. That's the big dude, right? Yeah. Okay. His, I, his cousin. He's a guy who looks like name. Biff Cannon, but yeah, yeah, good it does look like Biff. <laughs> He 100% looks like Biff. So he claims that he was trying to keep the peace and all you know, that. And they they see Ida. Huh? What? Namaste? What'd you say? Have a continue. Uh, <laughs> Romeo and Benvolio, they kind of see eye to eye more than some of the other people. Like Benvolio is in this position where it's not as because he wants to. It's because it's kind of expected of him. So he assumes this role as part of the family. Like it's passed down. That comes with like the, if you also want to say religion or just family expectations and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's like, you will take over the family. It's like, he's the right. cousin who's, you know, mm -hmm. and we never know what happens with his actual parents. I, but it's more of a duty. He's, he's doing it you for honor. You beat me to it, fucker. It's like, he doesn't <laughs> have to like it, but he does it. He's supposed to do it. It's his expectations. So time magazine, we see this introduction to Paul Rudd, Dave Paris as bachelor of the year. Also not enough Paul Rudd in this movie. 2021. People magazine votes Paul Rudd as the sexiest, sexiest man, alive. man alive. Pretty much the exact same picture. Yeah, I know. Right? You think? Like, Which, that dude doesn't age at all. Do you guys watch Parks and Rec? No. So, yeah. Is, is this not the exact same character? Yeah. Like, I almost wonder if they're like, oh, we really loved you in this. We'll, we'll just have you be the same character in Parks and Rec. He was trying to avoid yeah. a lot of that, that I could see heartthrob that. type of thing, too. He was just the silly, dumb, he was pretty... Like, just like the, fa the pretty yeah. boy face of... yeah. Yeah. Marry our daughter. Remind me yeah. of it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Paul I Rudd, I hated I this guy in this movie back then growing up because I mean, like I was all for Romeo and all yeah. that, but, and he was kind of came off as like the jockey guy who comes in and swoops up. But I think no, I he was got also, screwed. Dude. He did. He did. He got fucked. And he didn't even realize he was just you like, don't no, he was like, hey! Look, there's certain people in this movie, like who really get fucked over. Like Rosalind gets fucked yeah, over real dude. bad. And then. Well, Paul no. Rudd gets fucked over real bad. Rosalind was just her own thing. She wasn't even seeing Romeo. She was just like a celebrity figure who he was crushing over and couldn't have. Yeah. But he was like, eh. She had he was feelings like, too, man. He was like, oh, Taylor Swift. Well, fuck her feelings. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, <t> <laughs> anyone who dates Taylor Swift's a douchebag. <laughs> Bam! Gotcha. You're yeah. not going to let me post on your comments? I'm going <laughs> to roast you fucking everywhere. <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, between uh, between uh, Taylor Swift Sweet. and him getting the uh, Pfizer vaccine, he's getting his heart broken one way or the other. Hey, -oh. hey -oh. <laughs> Paul Rudd's character, whole Paris commercial Dave, about that. <laughs> he seems like the guy who comes for money, like daddy's money type, talking about younger people that Juliet were happy mothers. But two more summers with her in their pride, here we may think her ripe to be a bride. Younger than she, our happy mothers made. And too soon marred are those so early mate. You know, it's like, oh, she would be, you know, but she's fucking 14 years old. No 14-year-old is a happy mother. Are they? There might be some, but are they? Are uh, they? I don't know. Paul Rudd. They, they didn't make it that Paul far. Rudd What's went that, from <laughs> Halloween to this, to Clueless. Yeah, he was, he was kind of like, that's where he got his. He was just taking and, jobs. Yeah, he was just <laughs> work, work, work. And if it wasn't for Paul Rudd, Titanic wouldn't have happened. So Titanic was filming the same time that this was filming and Romeo, sorry, Romeo, Leonardo consulted with Paul Rudd. He's like, yeah, I got this other movie oh, yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you should definitely take it. 
Oh, yeah, and his dad was like, uh, he used to give like classes on Titanic or like lectures on Titanic. That's right. why he asked him because he knew. Mm. I did know that. I forgot all about that until you just unlocked that memory right there. You're welcome. Yeah. It's a fascinating fact. I, mean, I like. I it. have the keys to his brain, and I will close it up. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So Fulgencio, <laughs> or Fulgencio, how they pronounce Fulgencio. it in the... Fulgencio. Uh, Fulgencio is the Italian pronunciation. He invites Paris to his party that night to sort they're, of watch they're him. They're not a, a Italian, though. They are. Fulgencio Capuletta in Montagu. It's supposed to be in Verona. In Italy. No, they're in Mexico. They are <laughs> here filming, but it's supposed to be... Because it's the 90s. California Beach. Yeah. I like it's Fulgencio or whatever, and then Ted... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ted, Ted, Ted Montague and Fulgencio Capulet. So he wants Ted. to see how he interacts with uh, his daughter, his youngin. Dave uh, and Ted. Or even the other women around. So just, just to see if he would be like a good fit, kind of chalk it up. But to he it. didn't go near the fish tank. That was his problem. This is true. If he mm. saw her in the fish tank, it, it would have been love at first sight. He wanted to Man, see that. There's plenty of fish in the sea, right? Wow. Mm. Go sit over there. Wait. <laughs> okay. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> So it's pretty much his father vetting to see if he's going to be a good suitor, see if it's a good fit, although he approves of everything else of him. Like, he's a good worker. He has his head on straight. It's like he's also going to open up more ties of money or business into the family with Dave Paris. But right, I feel like that was the main. Juliet's like, fuck you, like, dad. Hey, date my daughter. Yeah. Remind me why everyone was invited to this party. Like, why were... It's more status. I think it's like a business yeah. thing. Okay. Like, more status. The more people you know, the more <clears throat> options, the more, you know. Not just that, but I think they also want to, because, I mean, the, the mother's so aloof. She's one of those ones who likes to She's show off idiot. the money and all that. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's like, we just like to host parties. And over here, it's all love. Connections. That's where yeah. it's fair. Like, the more you, know, <clears throat> you have connections here, connections there. You're like, so, I need uh, traffic tickets taken care of or I need, uh, you know, permit for the you know paying off the judges yeah well, shit, I, you know, I met you at that party pockets. remember that time we were had you at that party with the you know yeah. like one of those things probably. so Tabal was not having it though he was no. very upset no. a little bit he was uh, having a little bit of a why are we talking to these people because he's like wasamo he's making out with his aunt he's like yeah, that yeah. Was weird come come and get it you know you want it are you ready for it aunt lady capulet latino heat scusi <laughs> Benvolio, he shoots the poop with Romeo as he's trying to set Romeo's mind at ease. But poop. I don't want to say shit. Too late. Dang it. Yeah, that's fucking tank this podcast if we yeah. started swearing. I know, Ooh. fuck. We would be in so much fucking trouble. But he's Just talking to Romeo. He's like, hey man, stop thinking about Rosalind. She ain't thinking about you. And Romeo's current obsession forbids him. The lines of striking and missing that. fits or hits or whatever. Rosalind's just a bit part character yeah, in this story. Yeah, I don't think I remember her at all. Really. She's not a character in this. Should She's I just a character of dialogue. <laughs> uh, but the way that they change things in this pool hall uh, area where, you know, he's missing the stuff, but mm -hmm. it's actually missing like the, the cue balls, the hits and all that. I was like, that, it transfers so well. The way that they put the, mo or sorry, the old time Shakespearean language into modern day to like clean up the scene really well. It's like, they did that so much, you know, with, again, with the swords, which mm -hmm. swords are printed on the guns. And Tell me in sadness, who is it that you love? In sadness, cousin, I do love a woman. I aim so near when I supposed you love. A right good marksman, and she's fair, I love. A right fair mark fair, cuz, as soon as hit. Well, not hit, you miss. She'll not be hit with Cupid's arrow, nor by the encounter of a sailing But eye. I like that. Except I like the, the dialogue. The Coca-Cola really ad. <laughs> 
the big ass Coca-Cola ad that's right outside, it's not Coca-Cola, it's a, it's a L'Amour, wherefore L'Amour, meaning what is the meaning of love? Kind of like one of the biggest what is questions in this. The question that Romeo has been pondering, seeing as his cousin and him are leaving the pool hall, jumping in the car. Also seen again when he goes to the apothecary, who is also the pool hall junkie. Well, the guy who manages the shit, you know. You could say owner. Owner, thank you. <laughs> Don't correct me, AJ. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> I said, you were struggling. I didn't want to leave you hanging out there. No, sometimes I let him struggle on purpose for a little bit before I get yeah. I let him right go. He until, gives me a little bit of I let him go until he paused. <laughs> so Lady Capulet and the nurse are screaming for Julia. The steam came out. Julia! Oh. I like this. It was a you know, fast kind of cuts. It was very um, cartoony, Looney Tunes. Super cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> Super cheesy. But yeah, they, this is again, again and when they're introducing everybody and then it starts dying down later into the stuff. So Lady Capulet ushers Juliet to get ready and the maids fix her up. She tries to coax Juliet to see the money coming with uh, David. You know, like, hey, marry this dude. He's got a lot of money. I'll fuck him if you, whatever. <laughs> Did she remember? You she fuck re- him, I'll fuck him. We'll figure it out. We'll figure, yeah. yeah this, you want to go family couple, style on this? <laughs> she remind anyone else of Mrs. Potts? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. I'm glad it yes. wasn't me. You talking about the nurse? Yes. yes. Wasn't she? I have no idea. No, no, no. That was, that was uh, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> fuck, what is her name? Murder, She Wrote. Uh, what is her name? Margaret... Hmm. No, it's been a long time. Barbara Walters? Barbara (laughs) Walters. I'll allow it. Close enough. Nailed it. Moving on. Claire Dane (laughs) is finally revealed as Juliet, the other half, star-crossed lovers. The time ramping of all these scenes, like I was saying. Don't say that again, John. I'll bring up that shitty song again. Angela Lansbury. There you go. Thank you. That doesn't sound right. What song? Star Star Cross Lovers. See, you fucking did it. I told you. That was a pretty shitty song. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. What a rip off. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what a cover is, but. Well, it wasn't wasn't a cover. cover. It was was just the same style of. eh, All right. It was a rip off. (laughs) But so, yeah. That's fair. Juliet, the other half of the tragedy or the comedy, the Starcroft lovers. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. We'll stop pausing on it then. <laughs> a Shakespearean romantic comedy, not comedy ending with humor, but humor where there is none. That was kind of one of the other lines. The no, soundtrack again, one of the best things I've, I've, I don't know. What was your favorite song on this? Sixpence on the Richer, I already told you. Right. Yeah. So I, I really agree. liked Number One Crush. I did like Yeah, the, Garbage the, uh, is good too. The, wow, Romeo, local boys. Where is it? Hold I'm on. just like a yeah. local boy. Number One Crush. Yeah, that's where it's at. Romeo's best friend, Mercutio, speeds in, dressed like Marilyn Monroe, ready for the Capulet festivities as he comes with invites for the other three. Pulls out invites from his his man jock. Yes, from his uh, gooch pouch. Which made me want to pull out, to be honest. I was ready. John was already out. Uh, What does that mean? Little little Marilyn Monroe. But again, they're all dressed up like. <laughs> is that a is that a new way of saying a landing strip for a guy? <laughs> what are you I, doing, John? Probably listening to Star Star Cross Lovers. Lovers. I'm pretty sure he's trying to get to that part. Don't do it. <laughs> so Mercutio knows what dwells with Romeo. His methods are less sensitive as Benvolio's, probably because he's once at the heel of bitter love himself. He loves and cares for Romeo, but he likes to joke more so and sees it more trusting to give him the medicine he needs rather than the medicine he seeks. Me- medicine for God? 
<laughs> yes. So he, what was that line? He says, if love be rough with you, you be rough with love. So like, he doesn't have time for that. Bullshit. He's all about, right? he's been there before. So he's like, fuck it. You Bros know, before get over hoes. it. Just fucking get amazing. in it. I say, too great a pressure for a tenth thing. Is love a tender thing? It's too rough, too rude, too boisterous, and it pricks like thorn. If love be rough with you, be rough with love. Prick love for pricking and you beat love down. But Romeo tries to refuse an invite and he cries of dreams. So Mercutio also talks of dreams. He knows dreams mean nothing. Or I they dreamt mean a dream everything. tonight. Yes, that was a good one. That was the fuck. What was that one? Butthole surfers. Yes. Mm, that was dream a little dream from the movie Dream a Little Dream. The dream a dream last night from the soundtrack. Well, that was also Romeo saying I dreamt a dream. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I dreamt a dream tonight. And so did I. And what was yours? That dreamers often lie. In bed asleep while they do dream things true. Oh, then I see Queen Mab has been with you. She is the fairy's midwife. And she comes in shape no bigger than an agate stone. On the forefinger of an alderman. Drawn with a team of little atomies. Over men's noses as they lie asleep. Her chariot. Is an empty hazelnut. Her wagoner, a small, gray coated gnat. And in this state, she gallops night by night through lovers' brains. And then they dream of love. Or lawyers' fingers who straight dream on fees. Sometimes she driveth o'er a soldier's neck. And then dreams he of cutting foreign throats. And being thus frighted, Wears a prayer or two and sleeps again. This is the hag when maids lie on their backs that presses them and learns them first to bear, making them women of good courage. This is she. This is she. Mercurius is like, dream as lie. Balls. Whoa, what is happening? <laughs> Lonnie almost cut his arm yeah. off. I think that, don't point that at it, because I think it does fly out. Yeah. Oh, God. You're going to hit Brian. Assassin Creed over here. Uh, he knows dreams mean nothing or they can mean everything, but there's something deeper here. I assume that when it comes to where their rubber meets the road, he understands the only one comes out alive is either you or your dream. That's why he puts jokes against everything. It's how he copes. He understands that when he can't fulfill his dream, he must come to terms, and by coming to terms, he must murder his own dream. This can take a toll on a lot of people. It's like when you have to finally, kind of how like Jeremy was saying one time, it's like, when do you give up on your dreams? It's like when all that pressure kind of like comes at you, it's like, do you give up on it? It's like, well, you don't necessarily have to. But with this one where this is, the stars are kind of aligned, where fate is one of the bigger motifs of this piece, where it's like, you already know he's going to die. All the decision that he makes up to this is putting him into this because of his youth. He is not wise enough. He makes all these brash decisions. Kind of how Friar Lawrence was saying, it's like, it, those who run are quick to fall. Something like that, where he tripped over the candlestick. In one respect, I'll die assistant be. This alliance may so happy prove to turn your household's rancor to pure love. Let us hence, I stand on sudden haste. Wisely and slow, they stumbled at run fast. Damn, but yeah. Ridiculous, um, by the way. Candlestick? The or, candlestick scene. That wasn't supposed to be in there, but he did that on an accident. Did and they're he? Like, yeah. Oh my God. And they're like, let's just keep it in there. That's let's do hilarious. that. Because the word actually lines, or the, the, the phrase, the, the whatever Friar Lawrence says, is like it goes with it let it the quote yeah 
So Romeo quotes, my mind gives some consequence hanging in the stars. He fears some unknown fate that he saw in his dream. So we see him walking through the church, but he's not there yet. He's not, he doesn't know what he's about to see, but he knows it pains him. It anguishes him. So he dreamt himself walking to the empty church, the gun, sword in hand, and that that night was the domino that set him towards the path. The invite to go to this place, which if he did turn him down, this would have never happened. I think Romeo and Juliet would have fell in love if they met at a different time. Well, yeah, because he falls in love with everyone. True. True. So, True. so as long as they had met, this would have happened. I know. <laughs> so this is all Mercutio's fault? It's like, you trying to come I mean, in probably. Sneak in. So again, like I said, everybody was dressed in uh, women's clothing. I mean, Romeo is looking like the knight in shining armor, whereas Julia is trying to look like the angel. But... Romeo is actually dressed as a, another Shakespearean character. What's that one chick who talks to her imaginary friend and goes and fights with her sword? Joan of Arc? Joan of Arc. He was dressed like Joan of Arc. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry. So the drugs he took had a symbol of a arrow through the heart. Heartache. The foreshadowing of placement was beautifully tragic, where he consumed the pill from the tip of his finger, symbolic like a gun, where he put it in his mouth. And, you know, his eyes rolled back, naively accepting his fate. So he says the drugs are quick, as he said before. You know, he drinks the poison at the end. Never more quicker than the drug. Then the drugs are quick with a kiss I die. Then he that decides to drink deadly concoctions. So, <laughs> Cock. Oh, I said it. That guy was really, really excited about the poison when he sold it. Yeah, he was. Well, he's, what did he say? Something along the lines is like, my contentions are not, or my he's poverty is... Fuck, what was it? This will kill 20 men. That was one of my favorite lines of this whole thing. What? The poverty line? You didn't write it down? I thought I did. So did Romeo pay for like 20 men's worth of poison? There it is. He Maybe that's a, why he was so excited. He He's flopped like, oh, a big chunk 20 men's cash worth. at him. He's yeah. like, my poverty, but not my will consents. I pay thy poverty and not thy will, as he's yeah, you know, yeah, crying yeah, out. That, that is what it is. Like, yeah, I thought yeah, that was... I remember that. I'll, I'll roll the clip right now. Itself through all the veins that the life weary taker may fall dead. Such mortal drugs I have, but Verona laws death, any he that utters them. The world is not thy friend, nor the world's law. Then be not poor, but break it and take this. My poverty, but not my will consents. I pay thy poverty, and not thy will. And it's rolled. <laughs> <laughs> And it's rolled. great scene. One of my only favorites. Great, great. Don't, uh, you, don't you patronize? <laughs> yeah. He's fitting right in. Fryer speaks on how everything is nature and has good and bad properties. Love and hate are natural human experiences. Too much of any can actually cause harm. So their love made their hearts beat. Their attraction made them brash. Their youth made their love immature. Their externals, meaning their families, made their love taboo. But taboo made their love exciting. All these properties make for a dangerous concoction. There's that concoction word again. Cock. Yeah. Fate is the primary operative of this entire thing. So prologue even says the fatal loins, the star-crossed lovers, and death-marked lore. Good job. Are we winning? Brian is. <laughs> Sorry, our Cubs are playing, or his Cubs are playing my Braves again, so it's on in the background over here. They're winning three to one, but that doesn't mean much. We were up six zero last. <laughs> night. Yeah, they were up six zero last night and lost seven to six. But anyway, anyway, so, ask thou for the timing of the tomb. Find me a grave man or whatever he said. <laughs> well, almost, almost there. Oh, 
I guess going back to some of like the I have something there. to say about the scene after that. Oh, so the theme of the love is an extremely apparent one in this story. Obviously, that natural young love between Romeo and Juliet, more passionate, the arranged or contracted love with Paul Rudd, Paris. Like, there's something to be said about like contractual love, where you know like when people make arrangements, arrange marriages, and all that, which is what they're trying to do here. But you good? Of course. Right, He's cool. trying to sit back on his fuck you or whatever it's called. Safu. <laughs> Safu. <laughs> 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 yeah. So love is light Jesus. in the darkness, the glow that shines amidst the family feud, but it kind of also poisons. <laughs> the family <laughs> fluid. Yeah. 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 He said fooey. Oh. Well, he wanted to be PG. So no, he's pronouncing how it's spelled. They see each other through the or how uh, people spell it. Window. Like she's looking at the fish tank, which leads directly into the guy's room. Which why the fuck is there like a a guy's room in this dude's house? Like why is it like it's fit with all the <laughs> hard to say <laughs> a men's mm. room? It's the second best fish tank movie that we've reviewed. <laughs> what? What was the first one? It was the other guys. The other guys. Oh, yeah, the other guy. I forgot about that one. <laughs> or the nice guys. The, the nice, nice guys. guys. Yeah. The other guys is... The, the other guys is bad movie. I said it! And Mark Wahlberg. God, are we only at the fish tank scene? <laughs> this, welcome Come on, to Justin. <laughs> so, it's like I'm watching the movie all over again. <laughs> Let's see. Some of the foreshadowing. Juliet says, my grave is like to be my wedding bed. The place where they both were united was in death some more foreshadowing was friar lawrence these violent delights have violent ends or thou art wedded to calamity two lines that kind of also mean like once it's all arranged it's yeah it's those, those are literally my favorite quote You're just from saying the no i that <laughs> is like my favorite quote from friar from lawrence you. yeah friar lawrence i think a lot of people do kind of gravitate towards him because i just always like that the violent delights I just, I've, I don't know. I just like that. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm being completely <laughs> serious. No. Com 100% serious. See, More. this is why you don't bring your favorite movies to the movie review when people actually like you. Like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> I That's just why have it took to. me two years to bring Nightmare on Elm Street to be reviewed. So more foreshadowing. Romeo, I am fortune's fool, nearly admitting that the stars or fate is cruel to him alone. Amidst a bleak war, one whose compass is love finds only pain. Another foreshadowing. Lady Capulet. I would the fool were married to her grave. So she kind of uh, curses Juliet, her own daughter, to yeah. be wed at her grave. So her wedding site is her grave site. Foreshadow. Yeah. The <laughs> weapons, they're like symbols of masculinity. Like you're seeing how big your gun is. Uh, uh. And they're shooting at each other, swinging it around. And it's very sexual. It's either rage or hate, lust and sexuality. Going back, I lost my place here. So the oh, drugs are great. fast. I mean, we'll watching DiCaprio sexuality. Watching DiCaprio you know, trying to manage. A lot. Mm -hmm. I saw it. Watching DiCaprio trying to manage among the uh, delightful chaos, I think was kind of amusing. Romeo finds himself in a familiar position, face down in a fish tank, trying to sober up. That's where we first met Juliet in the face down, trying to, I guess, be away with her trappings. She's one of the. She doesn't go outside the walls unless going to church or going confession or whatever. It's like, she doesn't have any friends, nobody there. She yeah. knows, which is the only reason Romeo had a chance. Yeah. It's like, she's right? a virgin. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a boy. <laughs> a man, a breathing person. <laughs> One of the other people, was it Natalie Portman who was supposed to be Juliet, but like having so. Natalie Portman, she like, was like five years old. Yeah. Though. 
She looked way too young. I think she was 14, I want to say, which was the age that Juliet is supposed to be. Yeah. But having Natalie Portman paired up against Leonardo DiCaprio, they're like, no, that doesn't work. Leonardo DiCaprio looks weird, you know, next to younger women. So (laughs) still you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) No, they picked Claire Danes because she's the only one that looked Leo in the eye when they were running lines. Really? Mm hmm. Everyone else was too shy, eh? I guess, yeah. He liked shy, the way shy, she delivered shy. the lines, and it was the only one that looked her, looked him in the eye. So after Romeo wipes his face in the bathroom and leads to the fish tank, there's a guy in the background taking a piss. I'm going to say <laughs> that's from the Twelfth Night Sir Toby Belch. Is there really? Maybe. I mean, he's all dressed in the nines like, like so, so no qualms of relieving himself wherever. That's what Sir Toby uh, Belch is. He's just taking the piss, man. It's like, As you do. It's great to be a man. That uh, oh, 100%. Watching You song, you know. Watching You. Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Was playing as Romeo and Juliet look at each other through the uh, the, the glass, light, darkly night. Never mind. Darkly noon. <laughs> yeah, so, don't bring up that. There was a dark fish in the tank I saw. It. I did. Yeah. It was, uh, it was floating upside down. Yeah. Well, you know, as fish do. Floating up. I like that scene. It was only lit by like fluorescent bulbs because they couldn't get like a good lighting camera shot. So they had to finagle it. But you're seeing like like we've been there doing that to like, okay, John, you got to hold this Mm. and balance on one foot while we try to get the light for this shot. Bounce it off this. Reach around. How many times did we do that in Mystery of the Manor? Don't breathe because we can see your voice every time. It's like it's cold. You'll see see your hair. So Lonnie's been a good uh, Jay. What's your name, AJ? Spent a good time on the Mystery of the Manor in a cage, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is he? Did we let him out? We'll find his way. So, Fulgencio, Fulgencio, he stops Tibble from, from pouncing and at the side of Romeo. Living Thank up you. to the name, Fulgencio means brilliance. He'd rather keep the peace What's in his Ted home. Mean? Ted? Theodore. <laughs> Wild stallions! You said, Theodore. Theodore. Yes. <laughs> Your female Theodora. Very mad. Your Hispanic Theodoro. I think Fulgencio is kind of serving twofold here. Like, it's kind of like a keep your enemies close type of thing. It's like he's going to allow this to play out mainly because he also wants to keep the peace, but he also wants to try to keep tabs on if there's anything going on. But he doesn't really care because he's all drunk. He's dressed like Caesar, another Shakespearean thing. Lady Capulet is dressed like a. like a whore. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Dibi, fuck. Egyptian. Thank you. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. More characters from Shakespeare and stuff. Did my heart love till now, forswear its sight, for I never saw true beauty till this night. Romeo hushes under his breath. The boner is raging. You totally just Keanu Reeves the shit. <laughs> I think it would have yeah. been a better movie. Uh, yeah. Yo. Whoa. She's holding hands with Dave over there, and which... I don't even know why they gave him the name Dave. Like, that's that's not fitting, is it? I mean, to match Dave that. Paris. And he's making a jackass out of himself. Paul Rudd, he's like doing his little spirit finger. That's why it reminds yeah. me of the Parks and yeah. Rec thing. When 100%. Brian said that, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that 100%. Yeah, Lady Capulet looking like she's wanting to make out with another one of her relatives. The infamous Holy Palmer's Kiss, which, I mean, like, I was like, that's pretty cool. They got Kid Rock in here. Palm to palm to holy palm. Wow. Get out. Oh what? My come on. So guys, good. Come on, guys. So <laughs> good. Tell them. Palm to palm. That's going to be stuck in my head now. Palm to palm? Yeah. My or ball to ball. <laughs> Here's my something else to get stuck Ted. in your head. 
So that, yeah, again, that infamous Holy Palmer's kiss. I remember as a kid, I studied that. Like, I'm like, that's good. This is going to drop all the panties. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> they had, I heard that same thing when my dad told me I should grow a mustache. <laughs> That's better than your dad telling you to drop the panties. <laughs> no, growing a mustache would make the panties drop. Uh, yeah. uh, it didn't. It. All the seats are like... It's beards. You gotta get a full beard now. This like, is the most full beard I can grow. It looks nice. Thank you. As I a, like this guy. As a, as a fellow beardian, <laughs> looks good. Yeah, where's Justin's beard? I like when Justin had a beard, but he shaved it like a loser. No, like a winner. How many... Mafioso, do you know have beards? All of them. None of them, man. They have track suits. That's what you're thinking. Oh, my fault. I'm wearing <laughs> modern day track I, suits. I like the fact that your pants are not sub These subsonic are tight. Yeah. These are pretty loose. That's what I mean. Oh. I can't see the outline of your of your mushroom head tonight. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, I can see right down them though. Because so. <laughs> that, now this is another reason why I sat here. <laughs> So Romeo and Juliet are kind of crushing on each other already running around the, the mansion there. They run into this elevator, which this shot, did you see the, the making of with that elevator no. shot? No. That was a prop made for the movie itself. They're not in an actual elevator. They're in like this little, what, octagon style thing. And they have to keep on raising the walls just to light it perfectly and get the camera going around it. Huh. But it was a very awesome scene. I think Jeremy would have really liked that. Mm. Brian? I Brian. mean, you asked. You asked, Brian. Brian, if, Brian. If, you asked if we watched the behind the scenes. No, no. He barely. <laughs> he barely watched the movie. <laughs> I would not put myself through any more of this. No. So, anyways, all right. Tibble, he's all pissed off, getting all cranky. Wants to pounce on Romeo and Fulgencio's like, oh fuck you, slaps him, bitch slaps him. You bring this into my house, bitch. Yeah. So they cart Romeo out, and that's when they find out. It's like, oh, she's a fucking Capulet. And he's like, he's a fucking Montague. And he's like, says it. <laughs> <laughs> just staring up like a fucking idiot. So the Montague crew and him, they they feel like this wave of urgency come over them and they must make a move. As they're driving out, he jumps out of the car and they're like, yo, bros before hoes. And Dude, you know, he's straight, he was like, nope, but see you later. And all the security is like, eh, it's fine. And yeah, they're trying to tease him, though. Go. They're trying to tease him. It's like, hey, I'm about to go, you know, fuck your bitch, Rosaline. And it's like, he forgot yeah. that name long ago now. It's like, <laughs> he's like, who? The, the, yeah. So your Deleted. Look, your look was uh, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and Juliet's a pervert. So as we see... And, <laughs> Just throwing that out there. What's Julia, in the name? Oh, yeah, yeah. The what's in the name speech. She's like, it's he's not. It's not a person or thing or whatever or anything. She's talking about cops. Like, man. Oh, she yeah. was like all. She like came out to the pool or whatever. She's all talking to her and he's just like right behind. Right, her. right behind. Yeah. Really ridiculous. It's like, oh hey, what's up? <gasps> Fuck. Another continuity issue. It's like <laughs> once again, Parks and Rec. Fuck. When he knocked down the uh, some little lantern or whatever thing, the next shot it was kind of back up. I mean, he could have probably had time That's to pick office. it back up, but. Yes. Scusi. Don't correct him. <laughs> I'm correcting everyone. 
They're crushing both sort of experience, you know, learning the names of each other. They Swimming. finally about to get wet. Yes. They engage, causing her to shriek and both fall into the pool. She's like, yo, dude, engage. you're a scared Montague. the fuck out of her. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm right behind you. Yeah, it's like, what? what's wrong with you? You're like Beetlejuice. I say your name three times and I show <laughs> up are. right behind you. But she's like, yo, Mofo, you're a Montague, right? How'd you get in here? And he's like, if line it gets me line. in your pants, no. <laughs> Plus, I pulled vaulted better. over here by my gigantic love for you and <laughs> gigantic. <laughs> got that gigantic. So love. he's like professing all of this right now. It's like you guys just met, not even like you have two minutes of interaction. They're yeah. fourteen. Yes, <laughs> the, that's the thing. Hey, John knows all about it though. Apparently, getting you both it at fourteen. Do. Yeah, I was getting it at fourteen. You're I was both, in love. Me and Autumn too. were in love. You both were getting it. They at were. They would go to the dryer room. My birthday <laughs> the was apartment. the next week. You know what I was? <laughs> no, that was you and Don. You know what D. I was getting at fourteen? Acne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Heard. Heard. <laughs> the singer. You know what the first? You know what the That's first? <laughs> I I got my first date at fucking thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> And I got married at 22, so figure that out. Yeah, Chica, what? <laughs> Chica? My, my wife first did, kiss was second grade, and then... My for, my wife didn't start dating me 10 there. years into marriage. It was a gateway. <laughs> gateway. Nicole Thomas was a gateway. I've never even kissed a woman yet. <laughs> oh, one day. Kissed us. Kiss huh. all of us. I was kiss, like, uh, I just like went wow. through that. Yeah, I had a stroke. Kiss That's why Brian's here. Sorry, Brian. You didn't uh, know that. You uh, were here no, to I get can't fucked. stop it because my hands are tied. Oh, it's only one. <laughs> no. This other, don't. this other hand is stop to keep it. my hair in line. <laughs> You'll say that. So he's like, I swear by the moon. She beckons him not to swear by the moon. A body that takes so many faces, waxing and waning. Sky. It's not trustworthy. Like the the moon is not a um the moon's made of cheese. It is. Just, Just like this movie. We knew that was made of spare ribs. <laughs> so spare before he ribs. he leaves, he's like, bitch, you going to suck it? And, he, and she's like, huh? And he's like, psych. He's like, no, we got to hide from this security guard. What's yeah. the line? Are you going to leave me unsatisfied? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I'm yep. just playing. Yep. That never works, by the way. You want to be boyfriend girlfriend? Gets you in trouble. Are you gonna leave me unsatisfied? Like now? Yeah, it just yeah. makes for a very awkward hand job. <laughs> Is there <laughs> such thing? Over yeah. the pants hand job, Bobert. <laughs> All right, I'll give you an over the pants hand job. Like they spit in their palm and then just lay it on your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Wow, I can almost feel the disappointment. I hate when guys do that. Uh, girls. Whoa. Whoa. Guys have a common courtesy. They'll at least not look you in the eye with the disappointment. Right. Well, if you do make eye contact, it's gay. So No, if you smile, it's gay. No, if you come, it's gay. Well, if you can't see the smile. It's only gay if you come. There's why no. are you gay? <laughs> but there's a lot of... Why are we trying to make You're only gay? gay if you perform the natural obligations. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's natural, then it's fine. All right. Anyway, All right. so Mercutio was like, yo, where with, you at, bro? What's wrong with being gay? There's nothing wrong with being gay. There is nothing. It's natural. Yeah. It's in the animal kingdom. So when so when John puts my cock in his mouth, there's nothing wrong with I'm it. I'm fine with that. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. It doesn't go in the mouth. You never go ask First. the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Breaking the treaty. <laughs> love goes towards love as schoolboys from of, their books. Meaning the name of my porno. Breaking the treaty. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. The Geneva Convention is what the it's Geneva called. Convention. 
Anyway, we have been Justin, bring us back. derailed. <laughs> yeah, right. when we're asking Justin to bring us back. <laughs> did I start this? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know <laughs> this is your movie. Keep your eyes up here, mister. Love goes towards love as schoolboys from their books. Another line from Romeo. It's a three-hour fucking movie. You are attracted to what you are attracted to despite what you are supposed to do. But it could also mean you're so quick to leave school to see your love. And the second part, but love from love towards school with heavy looks could mean that you're dread departing while you break the space long into reunite. So he's already smitten by this hoa. This hoa. Shocking. Shocking that he's smitten. She was pretty hot. I mean, yeah, to be yeah. fair, she did leave him unsatisfied, so you got to come back for more. Yeah. Right. Yes. When We're you're rejected, you're supposed to insult them, right? Mm-hmm. That's only... Wait. That's you doth giveth me blue balls. <laughs> balls that are blue? Oh, wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied? What satisfaction canst thou have tonight? The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. Yes. Plants are like okay, life. Yoda. But when you misuse it... You can abuse it. Virtue itself turns vice being misapplied and vice sometimes by action dignified. Meaning when you begin to do what is right for the protection of others, it becomes a habit. And sometimes the virtue of the habit is lost like a passed down hate from generations. It poisons the mind. So we get this little philosophy, deeper meanings and stuff through Friar Lawrence's shit. So Friar Lawrence is the wisest and sort of sees the outcome long ahead. Especially when Romeo confides that, you know, and he like he comes in, you know, he's like, "Was thou with Rosaline? Where have thou been?" It's like, he's kind of wanting to like confess to me. Did you get your dick sucked last night? Where were you? <laughs> yeah, young, like, young boy. Yeah, he's like, "Yo, young, you get wet or no?" Young, yeah, and he's like, young man, Romeo or Rosaline? I forgot that name. That name. Uh, <laughs> where? What <laughs> was that? It's my. I have a Invisalign. Oh. Sure, that's what it is. <laughs> he just wanted to go Southern Baptist Look, preacher. I'm starting to get comfortable, Justin. You better. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to start farting. Oh, another minute. really cool thing about the making of this movie, not so cool for one person in particular, Aldo Signoretti, the guy who did like some of the makeup. Or, yeah, he or, got kidnapped by got, gang members. Yes. And they only wanted 300, 300 bucks. 300 bucks for that, dude. How, 300 how bucks you, or 300 pesos? Dollars. It was American. Ooh, how, would, how shitty would you feel about getting kidnapped? And they're like, <laughs> like $300. $300. Like, they returned him I, for the $300 uh, with a broken leg. <sighs> And Boz Lerman's oh, no. like, well, get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I heard about like, that. You got to work saw that, that 300 like, bucks off, this bro. This motherfucker got kidnapped. Damn. Uh-uh. I was always afraid I was going to get kidnapped and my parents would be like, take him. Take him. Pretty sure all the kidnappers Why'd saw you. Why'd you take like, pass, him? Hard pass. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I'm cute. Take me. Other few people. Guess who else was considered for this role? For, um, for inflation, by the way, Scarlett today's Johansson? money. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, motherfucker. That $300 for inflation today would only be $596. Is that if you were kidnapped and that was your, I'd just kill myself. It's like, it's like, is that all I'm worth? Do you take dog coin dollars? Jeez. <laughs> like, would you need like $300? Sorry, I'm going to talk about uh, kidnapped your fucking makeup is. I need to pay. I need to, I need to pay half my rent. My roommate's being a real dickhead. <laughs> Were they kids? What are we gonna do? Just kidnap that makeup artist from that set. Break his leg. Who's the easiest to kidnap off that movie? Set? Oh, definitely that queer over there. <laughs> he just plays with hair all day. 
So anyways, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Aaliyah, Kate Winslet, Christina Ritchie. They were all considered oh, for Juliet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How, would you have rated this higher if Christina Ritchie was on Fuck us? yeah. 10? <laughs> yeah. There we go. I got it. But she's not, so. Aaliyah, so Aaliyah would have been cool. I, I would have liked that. Yeah, she didn't feel like she was ready to step into acting yet at this yeah. time. Like, she was still doing more music. Uh, she just Hewitt, wanted to be a queen of the damn later. Yeah. Well, this was like, what, 10 years later almost? Was no. It? No, it wasn't. I thought Queen of the Dam was like 2009 or something. Was it? It might have been. I don't know. At least God, if we only had a way to look. I'm looking it up. <laughs> uh, Marlon Brando. He was almost he took the part of Father Lawrence, the only person who speaks in iambic pentameter. Pentameter. Shakespeare was famous for writing his stories with such lofty poetry, and I think for me, this is something that I really liked about this because 2002 Queen of the Dam. I mean, poetry is kind of a hobby of mine, and I think. It infuses a lot more. It's like, wow, it's fucking beautiful. It's a tragedy, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful tragedy. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, yeah. It's not a habit. Uh, Brando actually played in 1953's Julius Caesar as Mark Antony. Which Paul Servino in here looks, he could be either Caesar or Mark Antony. Fulgencio. Fulgencio. The gas station ad, uh, add more fuel to your life. It's another Henry VI line here. I'm just throwing out a little bit more facts here before we get back on the, yeah. Had a budget of fourteen point five million. Came back with almost one hundred and fifty. That's like ninety yeah. percent of a return right there. Right. Made eleven million on opening weekend. Wow. Yeah. Romeo. Okay. So Romeo shows back up as Mercutio and Benevolio talk of words being said that Tybalt is looking for a fight. Romeo gets his balls broke for breaking the bros before hose code. You know when they're back on the beach, they're kind of like making fun of like, look at that Tybalt looking all flashy, and Mercutio and Benvolio are kind of like making fun of him there. The nurse meets them on the beach and tells him if you're planning to on pump and dump, then get the fuck out of here. But he assures her it's it's for the long run. So I'm trying to translate Multiple it. I like the nurse. That was a good character. She, yeah. The nurse, Friar Lawrence. Uh, I hated yeah. the the cop. Prince? The mate, yeah, Prince. Gotcha. I, Romeo is banished! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mind him. I thought he no, was No, he good. was ridiculous. His fault concludes but what the law should end, the life of Tybalt. And for that offense, immediately we do exile him. Noble priest. I will be death to pleading and excuses. Nor tears, nor prayers shall purchase out abuses. Therefore, use none. Let Romeo hence in haste. Else, when he is found, that hour is his last. Romeo is banished. I think for... He's so angry. He's just angry black guy in this movie. <laughs> Both <Was> of them? <laughs> No, he's just straight uh. angry black guy. Dude, like, because his kinsmen are being killed I mean, from all this unnecessary war. It is war. a ridiculous should've war. Been, this is the third time you've been civil or whatever. Should have been Danny Glover, so he... I'm too old for this shit. Romeo's banished, okay? Romeo's banished, and I'm too old. Was that Danny Glover or was that Whoopi Glover? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a hybrid. I wasn't in this movie. <laughs> the nurse returns to the quarters for some teasing girl talk with Juliet, breaks the news to be a wife henceforth. Oh, going back to the little balcony scene. I think that is one thing I didn't like because it's supposed to be the traditional balcony scene that Romeo, Romeo were wearing for out that room. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not really even a balcony though. It's like she was saying that as she was kind of walking past and it's like, yeah, you changed yeah. it. When he's right behind her, like a creep. Friar Lawrence once again states with the opening of the vows, these violent delights have violent ends and in their triumph die like the fire and powder, which as they kiss, consume. So he gives a powerful message to 
pace, not rush into things, but do enjoy each other and savor. I'll talk about it more on the regular podcast, but I married a couple two weeks ago. Lucky. Did you? Yeah. I was pretty, You're ordained? Yeah. I've been ordained for nine years. Should have had him do it instead of Jesse. Yeah. Don't um, know. He wouldn't have been married back then, so he doesn't even understand. It's true. Huh? <laughs> he hadn't even kissed a girl yet. Yeah. yeah I still have it. <laughs> he would have got all wet. <laughs> I'm wet now. <laughs> like, you guys can, you kiss, said, the, you you can said, kiss the bride, and he's like, oh, yeah. You said kissed a girl, and I came twice. <laughs> You ever kiss a dude? Okay, Katy Perry. Well, yeah. I kiss Speaking of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the next scene opens with uh, Mercutio on the beach fishing in the water as Benvolio looks on from a watchtower with an actual storm coming. This is the one that kind of wrecked the entire set. This. I that mean, was an it, actual storm? It was. No way. It was. That was bullshit. No, it was. <laughs> It was it an actual so storm. fake in the background. I know, but it was real. I think they might have had like some edits. I in think there, they did edit it to make it look okay. more like the wind it, and the trees like, and shit like that. Though. There was an actual hurricane uh, that yeah. came through and destroyed the set. And that really was Mark Wahlberg's cock in Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to reduce part of the set with like like styrofoam thing. Mm-hmm. You can almost see a little bit of wavering and stuff of certain things that looks like it's supposed to be in the background, but it's set people just holding things in camera while they're acting. Lonnie gets a tree for that one. AJ gets a tree for that one. Sour. <laughs> so the, I give you a different one every time. Tibble and crew arrive on the scene, exchange a word, but Mercutiuk escalates things to the sense of angering the hot-headed Tibble. It's obvious Benvolio rather keep the peace. I don't think it takes much to anger Tibble. Not so much. I mean, like, again, he's all about pride, and he, he doesn't like to be crossed. He and, hates hell, and yes. he hates peace, and he hates hell again. Yeah, yeah, I know. He does say it twice, doesn't he? What a bitch. He doesn't want to be there, but he doesn't hate making out with his aunt. Yeah. (laughs) Who does? He quite enjoys that. Now, Benvolio doesn't want to be there, but his duty kind of sets him there again. So Tibble insinuates that Mercutio is ganging it up with Romeo. He's like, you know, how are you know, and that kind of sets Mercutio off. He's like, I know, you know, fig. So, Romeo... I might dress like a woman and sing at parties, but I don't like no penis. Like, what did you... <laughs> whatever gave you that impression, good sir? Hold on. Let me take this butt plug out, but and no, we'll have at This, you said, John, that you didn't really care too much for Mercutio's, you know, what's his... P- P- Pontier, whatever his name is. What is his name? is? What his name is? Harold Perrineau. I really like this, this guy's portrayal right here, his acting right as things are escalating before he gets his dagger... Uh-oh. So, uh, it sets him off as he was kind of insinuated to be like gay for Romeo. And you will give me occasion. Could you not take some occasion without giving? <laughs> Mercutio, thou art consortist with Romeo. Consort? What dost thou make us minstrels? And thou make minstrels of us look to hear nothing but discord. I don't know. It was more the the wandering off and being all dramatic. And I know that's Shakespeare and yeah. whatever, but I, whatever. <laughs> I had to look him up. He was very familiar to me. I had to look him up to see what else he did. watch him in Oz. He was the, the guy in the wheelchair in Oz. He was also in The Matrix. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's where I knew him from was The Matrix. 
Romeo ends up arriving, which kind of calms and leads the anticipation. Abra pulls Tybalt's gun, waiting for their fair duel. So, I mean, usually when somebody instructs a duel, yeah. <laughs> I do like their weapons, though. Like, Mercutio's yeah, weapon, weapon cool. has, like, an open handle. Oh, where you can kind of see, see the, the rounds in inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, he's like, turn and draw. Tybalt violently shouts. Romeo responds after a few strikes. You know, I never had injured thee. But love thee better than thou canst devise. Thou shalt know the reason of my love, and so good Capulet, whose name I tender as dearly as my. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play the thing. Okay. Turn and draw. Turn and draw. Turn and draw. Turn and I draw. Test. I never injured thee. But love thee better than thou canst devise. So thou shalt know the reason of my love, and so good Capulet. Whose name I tender as dearly as my own. Be satisfied. Be satisfied. Come, disarm, by submission. Romeo claims he never initially. <laughs> <laughs> meant to anger Tybalt. It's all been for love, despite what he might think. And now he has united their names as marriage. It's like, he can't tell him outright that it's like, I just married her. Like, I want to love you as like my brother or cousin, whatever. But or it's, aunt. Or aunt. Hey, uh, no, that's the other way. <laughs> Not the way he loves his own aunt. Yeah. But well, Not like, the way you love your aunt, yeah. but I want to love you like I love a cousin. I mean, I'd like to love you like you love your aunt, but... But, like, he insinuates something, and Tybalt doesn't necessarily want to accept the truth. So, because he has been poisoned automatically by his, the family, you must hate Montague despite their character. Right. It's like, they are evil. That name itself is nothing but bad for this family. So, that's what they try to carry out, but... That, that is the poison right there. Mercutio cannot stand for Tybalt's foul acts. Like, he's kicking Romeo while he's down. And Romeo is calling off the... He's submitting. He's like, you know, you are a better man or whatever. But it, it doesn't work. Tybalt pretty much stomps him. Mercutio steps in. And that's when the whole turmoil kind of starts ramping up. The clouds and all this. The, the wind shaking and all that. Like, the emotions, I think, that was kind of, like, brought out to this. And then finally... He steps inside or in front of a gun, which Romeo sort of like tries to push him off of Tybalt and try to keep the peace again. But it's because of Romeo holding him back that he ends up taking the dagger or glass. Glass shard. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It was a glass. It was supposed to be a dagger in the, the dagger in the play. Yeah. This is 90s. We use glass shards now. Yeah. Ah. Shanks, as you will. Shanks. Not Detective or Shank. Pieces of ice. Detective so Shank mm. from West Side Story, which is another. Romeo and Juliet story. Don't look defeated with a an abrasive breath. Doth thou let out breath of thine... What? Dude. <laughs> he gets on the stage and he pretty much, you know, fuck both of y'all. Plague on both your yeah. houses. They have made worms meet of me. A plague on both your houses! Yeah. And like the <laughs> striking of the thunder. <laughs> they have made worms of me. Worms meat of me. Yeah, Mercutio retreats to the stage trying to laugh it off, saying it's like, you know, it's but a scratch. Cool. But a scratch. It's a flesh wound. But the flesh yeah. wound. <laughs> but he notices the, what a scratch. the severity of his wound, like Come as he looks it. at the blood and like you can see like the He's like, you're fucked. His bro. side looked like a goddamn cheese grater. <laughs> 
think I got some sand in it. So yeah, oh. the, yeah, yeah I mean, violent delights have violent ends. The infamous curse to both of the families in the unnecessary fight. Like this did not have to happen. And if only people would listen instead of being so poison minded. Ask violence, me tomorrow, yeah. you will find me a grave man. Literally though, like, I, that's why I was like, oh, that is the writing uh, man. It was beautiful, huh? Man, he plagiarized this really well though. So Romeo thought he was doing what was best as he watched his best friend die in his arms, the storm picking up while they all stand shocked. Romeo in a fit of rage charged to his car as his cousin tries to stop him. But yeah. Uh, so that whole car scene reminds me of 101 Dalmatians with Corella DeVille. And she's like, ah, you know, like driving the car. And that's all I thought the whole time. Cause it was like zoom in fast. And yeah, yeah. Leo's like crazy. And I again, was, with the emotion on his face. So like the screaming, I know some people don't care for his like prepubescent like screams with his voice cracking and all that. Hey, it's like ah! maybe not like that. That's well, that was actual. an orgasm. I thought it was emotionally like it was driving, like it was it amped up, and like obviously some interactions have happened before this because that's when they meet and run each other off the road. Tybalt's car flips. I think Abra's in there. I thought he showed better emotion there than when he found out from. I can't remember what member of the family it was, but uh, when he found out that Juliet was dead. Balthazar? Yeah. Yeah. Swim fan? What's that? Swim fan? Swim fan. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> that was uh, just <laughs> yeah. made me think of like, ah! But anyway. Juliet sits awake in bed dreaming of her new groom, thinking about how she's right Touching there, herself. but out of reach. <laughs> Flicking like, bean. Flicking yeah. bean. Uh, 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 she left herself oh, satisfied. <laughs> yeah. So, Are you ready for the guck? There it is. So yeah, Romeo finds Tybalt and Abra, and he runs them off the road, flipping the the vehicle. Tybalt and the escapes bird. and huh? tries to defend and the himself. Bird. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" It's like the passion that's on Romeo's face, the rage, you know, if you want to call that passion. He just he, he lost his best friend, and like he's waiting to either kill him or have be, be killed. It's be like killed, yeah. either you or I or both of us must die. Either you or I must both of us must die or something like that. So he's saying like Mercutio, he's staying for thine to keep oh, yeah, him company. Oh yeah, he just keeps screaming. <laughs> yeah. Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our heads. Staying for thine to keep him company. Thou wretched boy shall with him hence. Thou I or both must go with him. Either thou or I or both must go with him. Either thou or I or both must go with him. It's like the fucking hate, the the acting there. I thought this was like I thought it was phenomenal. You didn't care? Nope. It was okay. <laughs> uh, the rage and the passion, like the realization, the the slaying of Tybalt on the Verona City night, like Romeo with the tears, the thunder bullets. You, we see that again. That's another. I think it's Hamlet. The bulletin we've seen two or three times since. Uh, the shoot forth thunder. Uh, Henry the Sixth. That's what it is. Tybalt climbs the stairs. His rise and his fall. This is also where we, the civil blood makes civil hand on clean. So I thought this was awesome because it's like the water. We see this everywhere. Like water is an emotional element. 
it's a prime symbol. You know, we see it throughout. He pours his heart into his journal in the beginning of the beach, you know, the water behind him. We meet between the glass, gla- the gazing, tank, yeah. Yeah, gazing between the water, the playful water when Romeo before the balcony scene, like when they splash into the stuff, you know, the, or the pool. The storm brews as Mercutio was slain, the rain falling, crashing into the fountain as he is slain. And at the very end, let's see, we kind of returns back to the water as like more of a memory, like when they're, they're better times. Yeah, like and when she throws him off the de- the patio, <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here! Go, my mom's coming. <laughs> yeah. Take your shit and go. So Prince asks Benvolio what happened here, and Benvolio always honest. He tells him what He's, uh, the shit went yeah. down. <laughs> I think I don't know. It's like I think this was probably one of the Leprechaun. best from Benvolio. Could be a crackhead. Could be a crackhead. I don't even. I don't know if Jeremy's seen that yet. I thought we did we send that to him. I don't know. He's got to see it. Anyways, so Benvolio, I think this was probably his best acting when he's talking to Prince there. And he's like, yeah. his, his voice is actually shaking. And it's like yeah. the pain and anguish that he's feeling is like, you know, because he saw some shit. Romeo, <laughs> slave, Tibble, and Tibble, whatever. You know, like, it's like, damn. I start, I'm, I'm almost crying. I'm cr- <sighs> sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, so Lady Caplet still enraged. It's like she continues this poison. It's just like he killed Tybalt. Then who's gonna fucking kill Romeo? And so that's when they ended up banishing him. Um, Romeo is banished. Get yeah. out. Tybalt lost the last of his nine lives. Gryffindor. <laughs> Wait, was that you? Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. That was him. <laughs> so John never seen Harry Potter. What are you? Oh, I love Harry Potter. Romeo learns Fucking of his banishment nerd. and still longs for death. Yeah, I have wands in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you masturbate with them. So Friar Lawrence I tries should. to plead with him, telling him that it's a good thing because Tape he can still together. have he can still have Juliet if he's alive, but he still wants to die because of Mercutio. So I think there's a lot of rumors outside of this where people actually do buy into the rumor that Mercutio gay? and Romeo. Yes. <laughs> what are you gay? What? Yeah, that Romeo. What he sure are you likes gay? The bee. But like he's listing many positives in the current efforts and stuff so like that. So which one of you is gay? <laughs> Romeo only sees the bad in it all. Like he only wants to like this is the young, immature mind that's only focused on like one thing at a time. He can't compartmentalize or see the dominoes that start to fall. He's wanting to write himself off as a failure, but it's like he's buying into the stars right there. And like the, when he defies the stars multiple times in this. So yeah, Friar Lawrence wishes him away and once everything blows over, maybe return. Sojourn to Mantua. Stays in Mantua. Paris comes to soothe Juliet, but she's at a loss with thoughts of Romeo, though her parents, Lady Caplet and uh, Fulgencio, are convinced it's because she lost her cousin Tybalt. When actually, it's it's Romeo. So Lady Caplet here seems to admit an affair by making it about her. I thought that was kind of quite telling of her. She's like, oh, and I lost Tybalt as well. And But yeah, what's his name? Fulgencio. Like, Stop is, being selfish. Yeah. We all lost. Romeo enters her bedroom through the window where they embrace. Nice. Thoughts of him being some villain subsides as she smiles and kisses him and addresses his wounds. And they do the little sex scenes. The next morning when they're lying in bed, that was the very first scene that Claire Danes and DiCaprio filmed together. So that kind of like made That's them more awkward. comfortable. I know. It's like a. <laughs> like it's awkward, but like you said, just said it like makes the rest of it like, okay, now this is going to be a breeze now that we've been naked with each other. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because she was only what seventeen or whatever when they were filming. Yeah, I want to say so. Yeah, I don't know how old he was. He was twenty-one. I want to say she had a cock sock on. Nice, nice. So Fulgencio makes a date to wed his already wedded daughter to Paris, Paul Rudd. Awkward. Romeo snaps awake uh, from a nightmare of when he was slain. Tybalt through the heart. 
from his barbed wire heart tattooed on Tybalt's chest. The nurge barges in and sends Romeo away as Lady Capulet is on her toe. If is correct. he stays, he dies. So he must leave and live and bide his banishment. Juliet receives the news from her mother and father comes in. You know, like he's so happy. He's such a dick in yeah. this scene. Yeah. And, you know, like he, he he's like, yeah, fucking her. do it, bitch. It reminds <laughs> me of. <laughs> I put the coat on her. Billy Zane when he's like, you're yeah. my fucking fiance, basically. Mm. He has a very, mm-hmm. I see a lot of like Tony Soprano vibes. And I think yeah. he, he did audition, yeah. I want to say, for Tony Soprano. I got to double I could, check that. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I, I mean, he's that. in Sopranos, so. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. can see those vibes, though, for sure. Juliet receives the news from her mother and her father comes in proud just to have the joy slapped from him as she politely refuses. This is a feeling I think most of us go through either as a child or as a parent, where either the child realizes they can't be their own person or the parent feels slighted by their child not doing it that was suggested when it comes to designing their own life. It's like, I know I had that when my dad wanted me to take down like the family business. It's like, no, it's not, it's not my thing. You know, like I have another brother who was into it, but he kind of burned some bridges there too. Is going into personal information, but and even as like <laughs> as a parent it's myself, like, and this is where I leave you when they're trying to take over the shop. You know, Jason Bateman doesn't want to take over the shop. He wants to, yeah, you know, right. That's you, and you got that's some you. states. Well, now, well, hold on. Now I want to know what your family business is. We <laughs> we don't. It's family business. Oh, okay, it's the family business. Got yeah. it. Got it. Wink, wink. The nod, family nod. business. The family business. What What are you hinting at? Concrete. <laughs> Quick, yes. Concrete. Concrete. Concrete part of it, yeah. Gardening is pretty much it, so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it's like an overreach for Fulgencio's part for being like the man That's who can the Fulgencio. It means brilliance, man. I know what it Fulgencio. means, but it's Fulgencio and Ted. Like, it just I know, drives it me nuts. There's the juxtaposition, something that Paul. might be... <laughs> Dave, I mean, Dave. Paul's Dave his real Dave. name. <laughs> Paul's his real name. But yeah, like being the man who can earn so much and provide so much for her, he feels entitled that she must obey. Thus, why he threatens banishing her from the inheritance. He comes in and is like, what the fuck, man? You're going to go marry the astronaut. I don't give a fuck. Because he's an astronaut. He's out of this world. He's not on the same plane. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Don't act like you're with it, AJ. (laughs) Well, I left the pee and I came back and this movie turned into astronauts. (laughs) We switched to the Martian. Oh, good. Okay. Seven. (laughs) Seven. good. (laughs) So the nurse is the only one who will attempt to comfort her. So if I leave again, will the movie change again? Maybe. Yes. Yes. It's how long we've been here. they dropped the ring. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They dropped the ring into the fire of Sauron. (laughs) (laughs) So... The thing with her is, like, she's a worker on the grounds of the Capulet, and she understands that everyone's safety is best if she goes along with the Fulgencio's wishes. So she is being paid by the Capulets. So it's like her words are trying to almost keep the peace within the family. It's like she is biased in a sense. She's not trying to give her, like, as much as she wants her to be with Romeo, she's like, well, it's probably best to just marry Prince. Yeah. Or Paris. Yeah. Not the cop. Yeah. <laughs> The astronaut. Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> Just fuck the astronaut. <laughs> Take him out of this world. Ant so, Man. hey, you can't say that. You don't know that. No, I guess Ant Man would have been John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Worm Man because he's in the ground already. No, because he's making out with his aunt. Oh, oh. oh. God. Wow. You the, guys didn't get that one. Pieces together. We got he it is, now. Wow. He is that was a good one. Leguizamo as the aunt. The aunt man. 
So Nurse and Friar Lawrence, they're kind of like our go-betweens, the neutral parties to an extent. They have both helped this relationship, and Friar Lawrence will have a better direction since he's not supported directly by House of Capulet. I'm pretty sure there might be some sort of um, 10% coming his way from both families, but I don't think it's like under anybody's best wishes. Like he's going to do what he thinks is right because of the book says it's right. Right. But Dave Paris is having an exchange at the church with Friar Lawrence and Juliet enters. There was a line here that I feel is a play on words to Shakespeare's other works. So Paris says, that may be, must be, love on Thursday next, in which Juliet responds, what must be, shall be. And Friar Lawrence interrupts, well, that's a certain text. So I feel it's a calling on Hamlet's to be or not to be, since it's also talks of sleep and death in the very speech, which Friar Lawrence soon offers a vial of death like sleep. So Thy letter was sent, and by fate, Romeo missed his call while he was striking out behind the trailer stall. That was my attempt to ionic temptaminer. He's having a stroke again. Thank you. So Juliet <laughs> doubts the workings of the vial. So she's kind of like, you know, she puts the gun to her head. I'm like, man, you are a crazy ass bitch. Like, maybe she did deserve to get slapped around by her dad. Do you think so? No. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Coming from the guy with daughters. Let me take a note real quick. Don't okay. hit daughters. Stop slapping daughters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Actually, I used to have a highlight face. <laughs> so Juliet says to her mother that night, farewell, a word that is used for long goodbyes. Then she drinks the concoction. Usually you don't say farewell. You say good night. Good morrow, mother. I say, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. So, I'm from the Midwest. I go, well, well, you got to slap your knees. Slap well. knee. <laughs> they adorn her bed with a uh, little angels, the place where they Aww. think she dies. A service takes place at the church. Romeo's friend Balthazar stumbles across it, crossing the sent messages that Romeo never received. Talk show host by Radiohead. Baz Luhrmann reached out to Radiohead to provide some music for this, which they provided two songs, the ending to a tragic movie. I forget the name of the title. And talk show host. This was also one of my favorite songs on this the song that I so didn't... So you liked the whole soundtrack. Not all of it. The one that I didn't care for was the little boy singing the... Because uh, I could not... St- every time I heard it, oh, I saw uh, the little dude's jabbering jaws. I'm like, why are you doing that with your... <laughs> you look so stupid. Uh, Jabber jaw. What song did he sing? He the, song the... The, the angel doves, doves, doves cry. cry. Yeah. yeah. Which I love the song. I just don't really care for his take on him. Like, yeah. Anyways. Justin doesn't like little boys. Yes, I... Wait. <laughs> and Romeo. we're canceled. <laughs> I fucking love little boys. Don't don't you make take it. that shit back. And it clipped. <laughs> Damn it. And so, loop it. I'll edit it. And no. loop it. Oh yeah, that you'll edit. <laughs> well, I don't want to look stupid, right? So Romeo's received dreams that tell him the truth, seeing his ending, seeing Juliet revive him. But he seems to be brush ahead of reason. So quick for action, young and irrational. I dreamt my lady came and found me dead and breathed such life with kisses in my lips that I revived and was an emperor. Another sort of beautiful line. He's been sitting face to face with the the would-be good message. The mailman came over, the FedEx guy, whatever, left a little notice. You know, like, say, yeah. we'll, we'll come back later. On like a step or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, it was planted on the door, but the adhesive kind of like came off and he's sitting there like smoking or whatever. And like this piece of paper is like right there. And I thought this was an also beautifully shot type of thing where he's walking away from the message where he steps over it and walks to the vehicle after finding out the news that she is 
passed and passes by the male guy who's trying it again. He's like, yo, motherfucker, I need a signature. <laughs> That's me so many times. He died the signature. <laughs> yeah. Necesito una firma. Anyways, upon receiving the news, he drops to his knees once more. Then I defy you stars again. So. <laughs> I defy you stars! Crossing fate. Quick to grab his gun as Balthazar was like, yo, my dude, you got that look in your eye again? You're going to fuck some shit up? And yeah, he now doubts asking for the letter from the priest. Wait, what was that note? She dead, yo. Yes. <laughs> so even the priest. She dead, but she not dead. <laughs> even the priest, sensing some bad reckoning, he requests an update with the delivery service who reflects an unsuccessful delivery. Balthazar is waiting in front of the wherefore Lamore sign as Romeo is inside with the apothecary. Uh, helicopter spotlights are shining down. The meaning of love is something worthy of death. So wherefore art thou, or wherefore Lamore? In the presence of the apothecary, Romeo gazes at the vial. Worst poisons to men's souls are the, are these poor compounds that thou mayest not sell. Literally talking about the poison, but Shakespeare is talking about the compounds of lies, deceit, hate. That's the freely given poison of the mind. Then he takes the spiral staircase down. And I love spiral staircases because it's kind of like a meaning of like growth or, well, just taking taking steps to the next you know, level. Literally. <laughs> it's also Hold the on. best way to defend a castle. That it, moat. Yes, I mean. Moat is good too. <laughs> <laughs> Going up a staircase means progress, ambition, and It'll dedication. Take a while to get up. There's great effort to scale something with no destination in sight. Going down a spiral staircase is loss of control, taking the easy way out. And that's kind of what he's doing. He's pretty much taking the poison and going to his love and trying to off himself for somebody he's only known for three days. Yeah, like, I don't know on, why dude. he just but gave it another love. five minutes. He yeah. fell in love with someone else. Or literally three seconds I know. because she grabbed his yeah. Is this his fault, though? <laughs> because like he should have just passed any woman there. Also, going back to Mantua... There's all these families over there. It's like, are these all people who are banished too? It's like the little kids playing over there. What, oh, the, yeah. what the kids do? This is just a banished lot. Yeah. Well, they still got to fuck. You're right. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, once you're banished, you still got to fuck. I mean, so I you, think you fuck more in banished. I mean, you're just that, born into banishment. They don't that know. That sucks. They don't know another world. <laughs> that sucks. That's their Disneyland. Yeah, like you said earlier, this is the shit I was growing up in, so I like it because it's my shit. Thank you. You might have said it a little more poetically. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> so Romeo's running around in Verona trying not to be noticed, but he's wearing this Hawaiian shirt. It's like, dude. Dude, that dude is. Change. Yeah, real smart. So he was I'm able conspicuous. to. My Hawaiian shirt. They finally spot him and like he's running up the, the church steps and stuff, grabs a dude kind of hostage or whatever, throws him off and he's like, base, base. <laughs> You know, runs into the church. <laughs> yeah. Because well, they never followed him in. They're like, oh, we can't go. It's yeah, pretty much like. He got us. You know, what is it Sweden? Is it Sweden? Switzerland? It's like nobody goes to Switzerland. It's, 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 it's sanctuary. Yeah. It's sanctuary loss. <laughs> the cracked door he peers into towards the altar of his lover. A door cracked open can mean a surprise, vulnerability, or breakdown in one's life. If windows are perspective, doorways are transitions, a passage between one place or a state of being and the next. He is quite literally walking into his dream. He had that night before he met Juliet, before the invitation he should have refused. Like I said, I think if they met maybe five years later, 
they would have had a successful relationship without killing each other. Dumbasses. Or they wouldn't have because she would have been all fat and she would have looked like her mom. That's just five years. Fat she wouldn't have been. Fancy. <laughs> I ate all brands and sweets. <laughs> so he lays with her as his body warms hers and her life is slowly returning with a few twitches. We see that, but he can't really see that between his his tears and his anguish and all that and his depression. Bitchiness. Yeah, why didn't he realize that she was still warm? <laughs> I think he made mention of that it was still warm. Like, Did life you? is still mm. there. The pussy is still warm. <laughs> Can I get one last crack at your vagina? See, yeah, if he was a little more of, like, just, you know, a little more sleazy. I was like, yeah. well, just one more before I go. One, one last pee. cup she of thy She would have woke breast. up in the middle of it. That's very... He was like, I brought you back with my magic dick. <laughs> <laughs> magic rape. The cometh of thy gods. So he's still cursing the fates, the stars, but he's only seconds away from a temporary happiness because he will yeah. be killed on sight if they let him out. Like, I mean, he wasn't supposed to be back there. So if she I like were how he's shooting at the helicopter and he's like, no, hold your fire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot back at the guy that's shooting you. That was very Trumpy. <laughs> that was kind of Trumpy, actually. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, don't playing do your it. little don't accordion. Don't do anything. Yeah. Thus, with a kiss, I, I die. Trump impression. I didn't care too much for the cuts as he's drinking the poison, but the message still. I think why kinda, it was like the whole movie. Not really. Yes, it was. Not these ones. It, it wasn't like the continuity of as far as like where the positioning was and stuff. It's like. I mean, he took it, then it cut to. I something guess the cut like, looked. Yeah. The cut. The only thing I liked is they made the cut look like he didn't drink it. Yeah. But then she like grabbed did. it and was like, "Oh shit, you fucking don't do that, and you didn't leave me any." He left not a friendly <laughs> drop to. Yep. Punch me. I'm parched. So the shot of them both on the death altar as uh, she mourns above him, strewn about, another masterful shot. I really liked that with that all the candles lit, the neon that. crosses. Yeah. Uh, her Very, cry uh, out. Star-crossed lovers, if you will. Oh, don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so her cry out, like fucking, ugh, it was very powerful, like no. the shakiest, saddest, like subtle cry. Like <laughs> typically, we don't get like ugly cries, and like, man, she has an Leo, ugly cry. Leo I mean, have you watched too. the Notebook? <laughs> I ugly cried the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a great movie. that is actually my next movie review. <laughs> <laughs> so there rests Romeo's sword, aka gun, on Bob the JC it. pillow, the Juliet Capulet uh, pillowcase. She turns it on herself like it's the first and last time she's ever shot one of those. Well, I mean, she clearly the last. Clearly going to be the last, unless they're <laughs> Romeo and Juliet versus zombies. Ooh. She put it in her mouth and she was like. Bang! There is a Titanic too. <laughs> I like the idea of that. Let's do a sequel. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo and Juliet as zombies. zombies. Yeah, they do have that. Only if Woody Harrelson runs Don't around take trying to kill away from me. There is a Romeo and Juliet esque movie about like zombies. It has doesn't Beast the zombie? Where was that movie? What? Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies. <gasps> have I seen that? I, think I don't know. Maybe I have seen that. <laughs> It's kind of a reverse. They fall yeah. in love and he returns to a yes, human form rather than zombie. I, I just that. watched a zombie movie called Uncle Peckerhead. No, <laughs> you didn't. I did, actually. <laughs> About a zombie who is a, a roadie for a band. Oh, uh, who's in that? <laughs> a bunch of unknown people. Oh, Warm Bodies was uh, on Netflix right now. I was going to watch it the other day. Is, is it good? Amber Heard? Is it good? It was pretty good. I liked it. It was good. I think it is Amber Heard. I can't tell by this picture, but it does look like Amber Heard. Now it's bad. Now I think of poop in a bed. 
<laughs> so it zooms out over the lover's body in another masterful shot as it showcases all the highlights of their best moments together in these last few days of their just young and free love, like a star that divided into two that crashed onto Earth and star found their way together again. Lover. Tragic that a star that fits together so perfectly could be so wrong. <sighs> That's my attempt of a little bit of poetry in this, so kind of break it, it up a little bit. It was good attempt. I think the it's beautiful. I give it a I give it a six. I think the you final realization on, nice. on, on Romeo's face says a lot. I'm glad that they moved that direction because Romeo was not supposed to see Juliet wake up in the actual play. Like he dies and then mm-hmm. she finds him. That's but he true. sees her. They lock mm-hmm. eyes once more before it's end. You know? That did make it more meaningful. Yeah. I liked I, that I change. It's Teresa Do you want to Palmer, change not rating? Heard by this I story. mean, <laughs> I got a three for, for, for reasons like that. It is Otherwise Nicholas it would have been a zero. Beast. <laughs> Prince talks about even the lost men because... Of their war, like he's I was saying earlier. He's just angry. Don't listen to what he's saying. Well, he, of course. I mean, he lost workers, angry. man. But then again, he doesn't have to pay them. Well, he has to pay That's the families, true. probably. There's probably Cut the labor. Boom. Oh, there it is. Yeah. All are punished, said Francis. Both the patriarchs stand as a loss, realizing it was their hate that turned to this. See what a scourge is laid upon your hate. That heaven finds means to kill your joys with love. And I, for winking at your discords, too, have lost a brace of kinsmen. All are punished. All are punished! It returns to a TV box separating you from the story, beautifully ending in a tragic way. I like how they circle back on certain things where it's like, in the beginning, it pulls you into the TV. You're into the story. And at the end, they kind of close it and then they pull you back out. It's like, right. you have to close it now. And so, it starts with the same exact line I started the review mm-hmm. with. Yes. Once more for those in the back. You have it memorized, so say it again. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I listen too much to talking. And I got it pulled up to my favorite, least favorite. I'll just... I'll just cut that and put it back in the end there. Repaste what yes. I said. Even though we were probably talking over it. That's Doesn't okay. matter. So, Because if we explain it right now, then people will know what oh. happened. <laughs> <laughs> so the central Jesus statue was only two feet high. It was kind of put in there. Yeah, right I was here. like, I'm pretty sure that's in Brazil. San Paulo. Yeah. Yes. Brazil. The part of Mercutio was considered by Ewan McGregor, Christian Bale, yes. and John Leguizamo before they settled with a black actor, Harold. <laughs> never P- once said that name correct. Okay, John Leguizamo. You've never once said his name. That's, a, that's a hard name to say. I don't even attempt to say it. Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to pick another John Leguizamo. Movie. What is this? Like our third or fourth John Leguizamo movie? Because he had the menu. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what was his, what was the other one? There's this, the menu. menu. What was the other one? I don't know. I was asking. Good question. Just, I thought you guys just I thought you guys so in the menu said that we had seen two John Lincoln's on mm. We did. <laughs> Doesn't mean they were right. It's fair. <laughs> I can check in a bit, but yeah. So secret callbacks to Shakespeare's other works. So the sign that says a merchant of Venice. There's a song that quotes the line from Merchant of Venice singing Pretty Piece of Flesh. That was another good song in there, in which the Montagues gang sing along. When the Capulets arrive, Tybalt, Abra, and Petruchio, Abra speaks to the nuns saying double, double, toil and trouble as a Macbeth quote. Romeo himself is dressed as Joan of Arc. That was um, that was originally where that came from. Yes. It wasn't it was from the witches from Macbeth. But. Yes. Another Shakespeare non-Romeo and Juliet quote on the sign with the guy relaxing his feet originally by Prospero. 
from the Tempest. Such stuff are dreams I didn't made. How loud that was? The train. Yeah. Oh. Toot. That probably came through. What does Prospero mean by what stuff is dreams are made? He means that life is an illusion and a fleeting one. Eventually, everything that one knows, including that which is going on within the play, the play itself, and the life of the audience, members and readers, is going to fade away. Much like the movie, how it fades back. Man, I have a few other notes, but I think I'm just going to skip the rest of this because this is a long-ass review. And we got another podcast to record, mm -hmm. so uh, go ahead and tie his hand back up. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. What would you change? I would change Valley the Girl, dialogue. West Side Story, 10 Things I Hate About You, Twilight. These are all like... She's the man. Was that really? That 12th Night. Oh. All right, okay. That's a good movie. I'll fight anyone. Everyone? She's the man. Early Amanda Bynes was awesome. Late Amanda Bynes is awesome. No, I remember she's a crack whore now. She's just a little bit more she's cracky a and a little bit more horrorish, but... Just a little bit. Uh, Have you seen the a little bit more? Did anybody follow Britney Spears' Instagram? Somebody oh, let her out with like, knives? Dancing with some, yeah. yeah. What is that? Just need to do? replace that with like fucking flaming sticks and she'll be like every Wild. hippie now. She's out of control. Oh. Wild. There was something I wanted to make mention. So the kiss at the very end where it kind of closes on the credits of this movie, Romeo plus Juliet. I think that is what they saw when they gazed into each other's eyes through the water on the other side of the men's room. <laughs> I think so. Very romantic. Bow to bow to bang to bang. <laughs> <laughs> so who's got next? John? Oh, hold on. Oh, I, I am looking. For, where was that theory I had? Was it? <laughs> Is the priest the bad guy? No. No. Because yes, he was, all priests are bad guys. I mean, well, if he had yeah. stopped this at the beginning, he could have. He could have. If we took movies, she made all the, the batshit plans. The though. nurse as well was instigating. If we took sort all of. the movies, but she sort came of. back. Took Sorry, her. they were on the side of love, guys. <laughs> there were also Fuck you, fourteen-year-old kids. Hey, well, yes, he was, was trying a to marry them. Time it was and procreate. I mean, hey, baby, we, hey, we do have to think. People in the nineties got married when they were young all the time. True. Well, and, and we do have to don't think. you point to it. Aaliyah. I'm pointing to an Aaliyah sign for people who do, don't know this. That is might have been under duress. That would have been Julia Johansson. Yeah, she might so, have been kidnapped. <laughs> I think this is my theory. I Scarlet think that Friar Lawrence could have been the bad guys because when nope. they made mention you of not wanting to me. marry Juliet or whatever, nope. he's like, "Oh, I can fucking unite the houses, you know, and you guys can stop your bullshit." Mm -hmm. But See? trying to be good. Yeah, but it was his plans, and then he made some. Bad shit, crazy plan is like this thing will fucking make you look like you're dead, and then everybody can react how yeah. they will. And I'll send he you a letter instead of sending the, a person to go tell you I'll like, rely what on happened when you found out you died. Send a sparrow, you know what I mean, to with or thee. So it was his plans to try to reunite or to unite <laughs> I'll, the I'll families. Send a Facebook invite to the funeral to you. <laughs> yeah, liked. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Sadly. It could. Yeah, I mean. Nope, not bad guy. You're not convincing me. He was on the side of love, and I love him. Well, I don't. I don't think he was a bad guy. I think he Why was not? trying his best. He's not going to heaven. Yeah. He's got a big ass tattoo on his back. He said, "Four tattoo, hail Marys." Can't go to heaven. Hey, to go to heaven. Jesus, Jesus had piercings. Everybody can go to heaven. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, Jesus when, had a when you get Albert. pierced onto a cross, I don't know if that counts. Oh you can't. <laughs> it does. <laughs> God was like, "Well, that's it. You're out." Well, <laughs> so are you. How? F well, he can't wear. Oh, that's the reason I'm not going to heaven. No, sure. it's because some <laughs> rabbi bit off your penis when you were younger. Hey, oh. he was very gentle. Yeah. He just nibbled. That's how I was. <laughs> a little nibble. He spit on it first, at least. I only got syphilis twice. You like that twice, <laughs> Lonnie and or AJ? 
You like the Who's that? Who's leaking? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize that was happening. All right. Out loud. Favorite, least favorite. Oh, I got it. Uh, what I would change is the dialogue. I thought we did that first. Oh, yeah, probably. That's, that's kind of what makes it a Shakespeare movie. If you change the dialogue, it wouldn't be a no, fucking Shakespeare movie. No, just the style of the dialogue. Like, you, uh, I just laughed at it's everything in the serious parts. If you took out the Shakespeare dialogue, it I'm wouldn't not, be a Shakespeare movie. It whatever, would just be a love I'm, movie. I'm not lactose intolerant, so I don't. I accepted the cheesy. Nobody knows what that means. He just explained it. I know it. how you do. Shut up. Shut up. I was trying to I'm help. angry. I'm, I'm riled Ryan up. Ryan Smiley's in. By by favorite, least favorite. Title. Poop. For sure the worst movie to exist. Oh. This is undoubtedly the worst movie to exist. Anyone defending it or saying it's good, well, they must escape from the mental institution. This movie was Facts. so awful, I wanted to throw up. One star. I've never. Did escaped. you write that, Brian? <laughs> and this and this is from Money Penny Charlie. Well, what's his other terrible movie review? Oh, let's see. Oh, I gotta. I can bring some up. So there's. I'll read one while he's looking up this real quick. He did. Oh, he's probably found it. <laughs> uh, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. He did Ozarks. What do you give these? Spider Man No Way Home. What do you give Terminator Two? This is a very. This is how you know if a person's a real or not. He gave. He didn't give it a score. Oh, well, what the fuck is he doing then? I got one from you number six. Like Fans of Shakespeare and good movies, stay clear. This is possibly the worst movie ever made. First off, the camera zooms in and out so much you can't tell so what's much. going on, yep. and it's enough to give one so motion much. sickness. This ruins the movie by itself. Second, they do a freeze frame of each actor to introduce each character, a la the good, the bad, and the ugly. I thought it was kind of a cool, like a Sergio yeah, Leone. I don't movie. mind that. That's mm. whatever. Third, yeah, that's the acting is incredibly awful. Pete <laughs> Pulsawaith is basically only competent actor. The cameo by M. Emmett Walsh is blasphemous. Everyone else deserves to be in the limit of a movie. Fourth, there is a music number that made me want to end it all right then and there. However, this movie has one thing going for it. The script. It was basically unadapted from the play. However, the way it was visually handled is enough to make Shakespeare roll over in his grave and over and over and over. Baz Luhrmann, when he was taken with this movie, like his motivation was like, since Shakespeare always wants to make things so well and, you know, out overdone or whatever how would he make it in today's age and this mm -hmm. is kind of what he did i mean he, a, he, he took a swing at it yeah if that's the one thing i, I thought would, he hit it he if, hit it if i was going to change good. one thing with this movie it would be the director though i just hated his i hated his i love the whole style his vision it's very mtb-esque yeah. so this is how i watch my porn it's very much like this if i watch a porn like this <laughs> I, would, I would uninstall my computer why uninstall my computer <laughs> i don't know you can do a come so quick I come so quick. You can do a come. I do come, a come so quick. Uh oh. Then you can get on with things. <laughs> like watching a movie or you're... Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other? Nah. What would... Th this is the things that you would change kind of also in the intro there. I kind of liked it. I don't know. There's even the minor things that I know were mess ups. It's like, fuck it. Keep it in. That's kind of what I like about certain movies too. It's like the, even the things that we have done. It's like... I know this was fucked up, but, you know, fuck it. It was fun that day. Whatever. Keep it in. I think the best thing to sum up this movie for me is there's a good movie in there somewhere. Right. And this is the early DiCaprio chops and all that. Yeah. Claire Danes this is before he... Claire Danes was actually supposed to be um, fucking Titanic. Rose? Yes. Rose. Oh, really? Awesome. Bell, yes. But because she knew that DiCaprio was attached to this, she stepped down because she didn't want to just remake the movie again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's then, fair. Yeah. 
Is like Claire Danes still in anything? I, I fucking haven't seen her uh, since uh, that Christmas movie, The Family. I thought there was a TV Stone. show, like a Netflix TV show or something. Probably. Hold on. I have her. Um, I have. Let me text her. Um, let me text her real quick. Oh, My okay. so-called life. Full circle. Miniseries 2023. Uh, hmm. The Fleishman is in yes. trouble. The Essex Serpent. She's been doing more TV series lately. I think like. everybody Homeland? is anymore. She's in Homeland. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Portlandia? Nothing I'm familiar with. Portland, I guess I watched Portlandia for a little bit, but I fell out of that. All right. Anyways, yeah, it, it was an attempt. Fuck. Sir John? It was, it was something. You got the next review? Yeah, so our next one's going to come out around Halloween, probably a little after. Um, so I picked, you know, last year Lonnie yelled at me when I didn't pick a Halloween-themed movie. Yes, I did, and it's I will facts. continue to. Oh, that's For that year? Well, you picked, a, like, fucking a <laughs> drama. <laughs> Didn't no, you? What'd you pick? I don't remember what I picked last time. Was it the other guys? Or the, no, no. The nice guy. No, I think it was. Maybe it's Death of Smoochie. I don't remember. It wasn't. It def, I wouldn't complain about that. It was something shitty, though. <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. We'll figure it out. Anyway, so I scoured some of my favorite spooky movies, I guess. We'll say. It is categorized. And I think, uh, AJ, you're going to touch on that in our. Main podcast, I'll, right? I'll touch on whatever you want. Yes. All right. So I decided that we are going to do 2005's The Skeleton Key. Oh, hey. Okay. With huh. Kate Winslet. I really like that movie. So I'm interested to see what you guys are you trying to, to connect these it. movies? <laughs> no, but it does have a scars guard in it. And I know how you love your scars guards. <laughs> I think, or SARS guards, sorry. I think I am like, I, I was gonna pick Scream. I really was. I'm more so liking the Scars Guards in spite of Jeremy. <laughs> it's like at, at first I was just rolling with it, but I was like, you know what? These guys are amazing. They're really not, though. They are. Also, this is a pretty sick poster for that movie. I'm right, excited right, right. to see the new Crow. That does look kind of fun. Yeah, when's that I haven't seen to come it. Out? Good question. Uh, was, I thought it was supposed to be this limbo, year, but huh? Thursday Early next year. They just wrapped what back in March or so or April, or whatever, back mm-hmm. in Prague or something. Check Prague. I don't know. But which guards guard stars guards? Uh the it one. Little one. <laughs> Fucking Scars. Thank Bill. you. Bill. Bill. Billium. Billy. Billy. Oh Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> you need human mouth. contact. What movie? What is a Scars Guard? This is a SARS guard. Confusing. A SARS Peter Sars guard? Isn't that soap? <laughs> No, that's fish. Anyways, swim. Medicine for goat? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't have a date, by the way. Bye. This is the wow. longest movie review podcast that's what that we did. my sex life's right. Start it. Okay, I'm done. Bye. Roll over <laughs> and die. Let's have a cigarette. Whew. That was quick. Oh, Baby. Put the I blindfold got, back on. I just got two Bro, things I want to say to you. See you guys next I week for episode fifty-six ish. And I want to touch you with my gigantic. <laughs> it is fifty-six because I watched or listened to epi- or part five of fifty-five, and I was like, "There's too many fives. Five, five, five. I'm six. It's six, a symbol. Six. I know what it's a symbol for. You. F- hey. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, that, cut that out. <laughs> Farewell and good night. Bye. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.